Hello, welcome everyone to the Automana podcast. You are joined with the real Shiesty and myself, Josh Rickast. Um, you can catch us live every Friday on Twitch at either of our channels or the following days on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, YouTube, potentially maybe Kick sometime soon if it seems like it takes off. And you can make sure to follow us on social media um, to get updated on when we go live because today isn't Friday. We're actually going live on Thursday. So sometimes weird things like that happen. Um, but of course, if you guys enjoyed the episode, Make sure to like, comment, and share your opinions on what we talked about today because we always want to hear what everyone, you know, we all have different opinions. We all want to hear what uh, different takes are, but uh, let's get ready. Mainly he wants to hear people disagree with me, so if you if you disagree with me, make it known because he loves that shit. Oh, dude, disagreement all around. Doesn't matter if it's you, me, whatever. <laughs> we all have bad takes. <clears throat> but how you doing today, um... sir? Um, overall, doing pretty good, uh, as you had mentioned in the opening. Um... It is Thursday, not Friday, so uh, this is, I think, our very first uh, Thursday episode, um, and it's more, only, more or less to accommodate my schedule, so thank you. Um, but, um, yeah, since it was a little bit of a shortened week, um, not much has really changed since our last pod, um, just really um, same old, same old, with the exception, and, you know, spoiler alert, but... Uh, think it's uh it's going to be a very 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 popular topic today and probably for the next handful of days but um yesterday we did go see the super mario twins movie and that's going to be a big um conversation piece today on the podcast so um so yeah you, that was like you, you can tell it's going to be a big piece because we're both wearing mario shirts yeah yeah <laughs> look at my look at my pecs <laughs> let me make my pecs dance um unfortunately i can't do that but um but yeah, other than that, um, you know, we have our topics for today. I kind of alluded to one of them um, without to give away the other ones. Um, but uh, we're going to also talk about, you know, now with Mario out, we kind of talk about this quite often, but it's apropos, you know, what other video games would we like to see turn into movies as well as um, we've been talking about it every now and then the WWE sale. So it finally happened and we'll be discussing that a little bit as well. But those are big topics. Uh, as far as like little itty bitty topics, um, usually I ping you on a bunch of shit, whether it's on Twitter or Discord. Um, and I didn't do either one of these things, so I'm going to save it for now. But uh, your thoughts on two things. Okay. One, about this prototype controller from Sony that's supposed to heat up and cool off depending on what you're doing in the video game. I don't know if you saw this. Um any thoughts on that? Like, it's funny. I didn't hear about this, but I heard that there's going to be a new, um, kind of like handheld version of like the PS Vita coming out soon. Or that was going to be my second part. About. So, that was going to be my second part. So, to your first one, no, I didn't hear about this too. That sounds really stupid. Like, as much as I like the haptic feedback and all that stuff in immersion, it's more gimmicky that don't, doesn't get utilized in any video game really, except for like you know, like a main first party game. So. It, to me, it sounds like a huge waste of money, especially since, you know, PSVR 2, the most immersive thing you can get is a huge flop for them right now. So it, I feel like this is just a fake rumor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's fake or, or if there is any credence behind it, but, like, I saw it. I'm like, eh, mm, no. Nah. Like, the, I don't want something in my hands getting cold. Unless if they're trying like, to, like, a weird, like, sex prototype. <laughs> um. And then, like, the the heat component kind of 
scares me because like, well, what's what's it gonna do? Like fry some of your your it's gonna fry your controller and it's gonna like fuck up on you. Like I'm like, no, nah, that sounds sounds like a bad idea all the way around. So yeah. uh, I, I would agree with that assessment. But that part too, which you also uh, uh, briefly brought up, is um, this whole. I think it's uh, the code name is Q Light or something. I think is what they're dubbing it as. Uh, but yeah, it's supposed to be handheld um, for for PS5. Like you have to have a PS5 in order to utilize it, and it's going to be completely. Uh, you have to be on the internet all the time, allegedly, or something like that. Um, I don't know all the sp- specifics about it, but once again, it kind of sounds like a bad idea. Unfortunately, like I'm going to say it again. Like it's like if you're going to do something, like. Go balls out. Don't just make it a peripheral. So, my opinion on the second one, because I, I did hear about the second one. As much as I'm a huge fan of the PS Vita, I think it's a fantastic system that PlayStation decided to just cut support on, which that's their loss. Um, if they're going to do another handheld, they got to do it like this. It has to be its own standalone system with its own standalone games. Uh, yes, well, could it be compatible with PS, you know, like PlayStation 5 and all that stuff? Sure. Because the PS Vita was compatible with PlayStation 3, PS4 Remote Play, where you could play the PS4 games on here as a wireless uh, connector, whatever, and a controller. Um, does it need to be with the PS5? To me, that's a bad idea, is that you have to have a PS5 to play. I think it should just be its separate, just, you know, its separate thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, everything you said uh, is, is what I, I feel like it needs to be, too. Um, unless there's something else to it that we're not too sure of, like... It, like it it just doesn't sound good. Just doesn't sound good. Like if if I want to play games of that caliber, I'm sorry, I'm going to play them on my big screen TV. Like that's why I feel like the Switch is dare I say more successful or is successful is like I know you rag on the graphic component or or the um way stability issues and stuff. For its like, time, it was good. Now it's lacking. That's that's what we should correct here. I when the Switch came out, I thought it was fantastic. But then, I as mean, this, as years went on, they didn't make a like a pro version. That's when I started ragging on it. Okay. With that said, like it is, it is. It's been a while. Yeah, it's a day. Like, I still, I still, is. I still think it's still doing its job. But oh, anyways, yeah. if I could, if if I could get to my point real quick, like like for whatever reason, like. Nintendo games, and maybe it's because they've always owned the mobile market anyhow, and I've grew up with the Game Boy, and the Game Boy Colors, Advance, DS, etc., etc. Like, I don't mind experiencing some of those games in the palm of my hand. Like, it's okay. I just can't do that with my PS5 games. I don't know. Well, that's, that's the reason why I say it should be its own separate entity, because, like, PlayStation Vita games, there's certain games on there that play perfect for handheld, because that's what you want, like, um... What was it Hell's Army? There's like the YS series, Gravity Rush that was originally like a PS Vita game. Like those were meant for the handheld. And then obviously you don't want you don't want to play like a Final Fantasy like seven on there. But there's some games that are meant to be played on handheld. Like imagine like a um what's it called Octopath: The Travelers of the Continent on PS Vita. That one would yeah, that was probably it's touchscreen. Yeah, <laughs> and it also has yeah. controls too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so I did want to bring up those brief topics. I'm sure um, as time goes on, if there is any, um, you know, forward traction on either one of those quote-unquote prototypes, I'm sure we'll end up bringing them back on the podcast again in the future. But um, Before we so move on we... from this, sure. I, if there was any of them that I would think would be true, I feel like because, you know, 
you know, since the Steam Deck came out, Switch is doing really well. Um, <clears throat> the NVIDIA GeForce, whatever, I think NVIDIA has one. ASUS just came out with one. Since everybody's going back into the handheld market, it just makes sense that Sony would too. The only thing that I would disagree with is that I maybe they try to do the interconnected thing, but I feel like if they once they hear this feedback, they'll change that from being PS5 to standalone. But I feel like the handheld is most, more likely than not going to happen, regardless of what we say. Because it just sounds more plausible just because of how the market's going right now. So you think they're, like, trying to, but when they get to a certain part of the process, they're just going to can it? No. I, I think, like I said, I think the handheld is going to come out. I think this is oh, okay. probably a rumor that, you know, was leaked. Um, and then they're probably saying some other details. But because of it being leaked, they're probably going to change some certain aspects. So they don't, mm. they, you know, they take the negative comments and they make it back into a positive or whatever. But I feel Maybe. like, like I said, because of the market the way it is, everybody's yeah. making a handheld nowadays. It just makes sense that Sony makes one at this point. Yeah. But now, like, if I may, since now we're turning into a little bit of a larger <laughs> topic here, do you think then the market could somehow get oversaturated? Oh, 100%. But that's everything. All corporate, you know, or all corporations want to, you know, if something's good, they got to jump on to make their yeah. money and then they dip. That's what they're going to do. I, I think and that's most likely enough. they're going to turn to PSV Day again, where they do it for like two years and they drop it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's another, like, now that we're talking about a little bit more, I think that's why, also another reason why Switch was so damn successful. Like, really, their only competitors were cell phones, which were still very valid competitors, but when you talk about video game market, I mean, I I highly doubt that was by pure design. I I think there was some luck involved, because nothing else was really out there. I want to go back to the PSV again. If Sony didn't drop the ball on this system, they could have been better than Switch, but they... For some reason, they were ahead of their time, they didn't see it, and they dropped it. Because this, you know, you have controls, like the Switch, it's touchscreen, um, back and front, it's got motion control. Like, they had everything. All they needed to do was just make an updated version where the screen's bigger, that's it. Do you think, <clears throat> do you think that the not being able to dock also is a huge component? That they missed out on. Well, see, this is this is where I'm going to say they were ahead of their time because they even made the PlayStation TV, which is basically a compatible piece with this to make it on your screen where you could actually play with the PS3 control and all that stuff without modding it, just all natural. PS TV connects, you're connected with it, all your games will transfer there, and you can play with a, a controller turning into a basic console. Mm. So they had they were ahead of the, their time, basically be the first Switch. They well, just didn't so... support it. Mm. Interesting. Sony is the one that didn't support it. And the, the the community loved it. Like any JRPG fan was loving the system because this had more RPGs than any other system ever. And there's still a large community that still supports homebrew games on here that are still really really good. But that's just you know, I, yeah. I just say anybody that has a system usually agrees with that statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other little miniature topics that uh, that came up this week. I felt like there was a little. There was some more stuff. I don't know if you you want to actually throw something on uh, on the cast really quickly, but uh, man, I mean, I don't want to go into like the stuff that gets us taken off podcasts because there's there's like at this point we've already got hit with a lot of stuff. That's that's true. There's a lot of real world (laughs) drama going on, but like, um, hmm. So I haven't watched. Now I'm going to talk about other stuff really quickly. I haven't watched it. I don't know. If, were you a fan of Dave Little Dickie's TV show? Did you oh, watch yeah, that? He, all? Yeah, he's got season three coming out right now. Yeah, well, I think the first two episodes aired yesterday, so I haven't got a chance to watch that yet. So I'll have to pick that up at some point. But 
I'm looking forward to that. Uh, get some good laughs out of that, hopefully. Um, the Dave TV show is weird to me. Like, the first season was good, second one was okay. But it seems like his music career and his TV show are meshing together in the wrong way. Because I'm not sure if you noticed, but the girl that was in the first season is no longer on the second season. And oh, turned, she is. Is she... Is she in there? Well, well, what, she was in the second season, yes. Uh, now, if she's in the third, I don't know, but I think she is. I thought I saw her in the trailer. Well, I heard there was a lot of drama between them because apparently they were dating in real life, and mm. she turned out to be a fan originally, and now some other stuff happened. Mm. See, I don't know anything. I I was, how do you say, I guess you say following his career a little bit, but uh, even me, I lost, um, just, you know, just, just lost... Um, Touch. composure for what it, yeah just just stop really because like i mean he did have long um hiatuses i guess is what to, what to say but like i i got involved with him because of music like i'm just being honest i really did genuinely like the shit he put out <clears throat> and um and then when the show thing was like okay I'm, I'm still interested and it was good tv for me at least but uh i wanted more fucking music and he hasn't done it and He's teasing that new stuff will come out like somewhere in this season, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, hopefully so. But I, I, I know he also, I don't think he really wants to do like it was his kind of like entryway to Hollywood per se. Um, but we'll see. Um, but now, now you make me want to possibly read up on that drama. Does my voice itself just sound off? Not, not like microphone, but like I feel like it sounds like, like, less hot, like hollow. Hmm. Like for some reason, like there's not. I was like at work. I was like doing it too. Like I'm like, I feel like I have like like I just came like a day after a concert or something. Like 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 I wasn't cheering like... that hard during the Mario movie. So what the fuck's going on? I, I, well, I think it just happens to all of us. Like maybe it could be like ingestion, whatever. Like sometimes your yeah. voice, like the bass, like it's flat, whatever, and that's why it just sounds the way it does. I mean, the weather has been obviously very wonky this last like. 48 to 72 hours. I just hope I'm not coming down with anything is all too. I mean, I feel fantastic, but, um, well, wait I mean, until tomorrow. Like, huh? <laughs> I said, wait until tomorrow and say that. again. Yeah, no, don't say that. Cause I'm supposed to go out of state. Um, last thing I want to do is get sick while I'm on the fucking road. No, um, get anybody that gets sick sucks. So I would never want that. I wish that upon you. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, cause it was like, it was, something else. it was like 65, 70 when I left work yesterday Oh, dude, and yesterday then, was nice. Yeah, well, but in the morning, but then, like, when I left, it was down to, like, 40 or something. Yeah. Like, I it got it cool. Weird. Yeah. So, yeah, all that probably does have a factor. But anyways, uh, there I go talking about me again. Um, but, um, yeah, do you got any other little mini topics? So, I have stuff to talk about, but I'm not going to bring it on the podcast because it's sad news. But uh, oh, okay. moving on to stuff that, you know, we usually talk about is the games we've been playing. Um, sure. I, have you been playing any games this week? Uh, outside of Wild Crack? Um, no. <laughs> did you finally get your 900th mount, or are you getting close? Oh, I've been having my 900 mount. Oh, you did? Mount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm on, like, 904 now. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring that up because you're like hyping that up for like a solid You know what? When... You know what? I... Yeah, I didn't do it last week because I had it already last pod. So I think I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Cool. Even I'm forgetting. But either way, it's clipped. It's highlight. You know, hey, if you want to go to my YouTube channel, Real Shicey, go ahead. Check it out. <laughs> um, shameless plug. Um, 
but yeah, no, I have it. Um, and I'm still just chucking along. So for and me, as you can see, I'm trying okay. to whore myself on social media a little bit more too. So, are you? I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, you even liked one of them. You co-signed my handsomeness. Oh, yeah. Well, I just said that to be nice. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I appreciate it. But uh, <clears throat> for me, it's been a, a light gaming week. All I've been playing has been a series called Life is Strange. Uh, it's currently on PlayStation Plus, the whole series. And I've gone through half of it already, so I'm hoping to finish up the rest of it by Friday. Because originally, I was supposed to start my Calamity playthrough of Zelda mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. I'm running behind. Um, I'm going to have to hopefully do this on the weekend. But uh, I know... So are you... I'm sorry, go finish, finish, finish. I was going to say, last week, you know, we were talking on the podcast about Hyrule Warrior Age of Calamity and then the DLC, and then I bought it on the podcast. I have all the stuff now, so the whole Calamity series is in my hands. So, can't wait to dive into that. And Tears of the Kingdom, coming out May 12th, and I got lucky and scored a collector's edition. You know what? This podcast is over! (laughs) Dude, I told you to follow that guy. There was so there was another. I think there's like four Best Buy posting and Amazon posting. Re- no, not Amazon. Walmart today, the, and I got Best the, Buy. The you got Best Buy today? Yeah. Oh, I today. I know I looked, but like I don't know. I guess I've been so defeated. Like I've just been like lackadaisical with it. But the last like I don't know four restocks maybe it seems like. I've I've just missed out. I was thinking of buying a or no no no. I tried buying I think a Canada one, but they wouldn't mail it to me. Yeah, they're very so, uh, they're very fickle about region locking and all that stuff. Yeah, so eh, it is what it is. Like I mean, honestly, it's it, it's not like I'm I'm not trying to diminish it because I don't have it. <laughs> But it's not as great as the first one, the collector's edition. So, like, do I want it? One hundred and ten percent, I want it. But like, you know, yeah. Originally, I, I wasn't. If it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. That's all well, I say. I'm telling you, just follow the guy I told you about. He updates it second by second, preloads links and all that stuff. Just turn notifications on. You'll get lucky, most likely. Um, but going back to what I was saying, I, I wasn't originally gonna get the collector's edition because usually that's stuff I'm not really interested in. But because it's only like $40 extra, I'm like, you get a cool art book and some other stuff. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> so, and and uh, I, think, I think the Best Buy comes with a Steelbook for free. No, Steelbook, um, the Steelbook comes with the collector edition. What Best Buy is also giving, I think, is a, um, like a laser print or something. Oh, that'd be cool. But yeah. it, it's kind of weird. Like, this is going to sound weird. As much as I like books for certain games, most likely mm-hmm. PlayStation or Xbox games. Mm-hmm. I don't like it for the Switch games. I like the original art Switch art cover better than the Steelbook covers. I like the Steelbook covers all around, but like, I never use them. Like, they're just like, because they always send them to you extra, right? Like, yeah. like, like, they're empty boxes. Steel boxes. Like, I almost wish they would just replace them. I wouldn't like... I, I... You, you wouldn't like that? I like it like this better. And plus, it just looks more organized when you put it on a shelf and it shows that. It's all, it's all red, yeah. That's it's just true. uniformed. I like it. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Oh, so that was going to ask you, um, are you starting Breath of the Wild from the beginning? Or do you have a save point? 
Or even if you do have a save point, you don't care. You're going to start. I, I have a save point, but I'm going to start completely fresh. Okay. So if you guys are interested, because, you know, Steve's been doing plugs, I'm going to do a plug. Most likely this weekend, I'm going to do the playthrough live on my on the Twitch channel. So if you're interested, make sure you follow well, both of us. Links will be in the description below. There you go. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not doing a replay of Breath of the Wild. But well, I, I, but I do. you got your but, stuff. Yeah, well, not only that, but I'm, I'm going to... I just want to put it back in and just get lost again. Just just explore, get used to the controls. I'm probably going to play through High Hyrule Warriors first and not play through from the beginning either. Just finish, pick up where I left off basically. And I do really want to finish that um, and then get lost in breath. So I, I'm not going to play it to, to the content you are, but I do want to get handy with the controls again before Tears of the Kingdom. So I have a question for you, since you since I've only played a little bit of this one and none of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I did, one to I do did, first? Huh? Which one to do first? No, I know I'm going to start with this one first because oh, it's okay, pretty okay. cool. Um, okay. But which one did you like more? I know you're probably going to say Breath of the Wild, but yeah, from the gameplay I've I s- seen, High Reward is looks a little bit more fun. Like I said, it's going to sound odd, but Age of Calamity definitely wins with story. And, and it's not diminishing the gameplay either, and, and I'm not saying the gameplay sucks. The gameplay was still fun. I've never, um, I shouldn't say never, but I never played the, the Dynasty Warriors one, but I've never, how can I, I keep saying never, but I have played Hack and Slashes before, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, so I thought they did a pretty good job with the diversity with the characters and, and the skills and stuff and make them, like, uh, different, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a good job with that. I mean, some of them are kind of mirrored a little bit, and, and you'll you'll eventually see what I'm talking about. And it makes sense why they're mirrored. But um, but ultimately, I think they did a great job. Um, but Breath of the Wild, everything but story, I think, is, is just superior. So the little I've seen from Age of Calamity um, that I've seen that really interests me is that mm-hmm. I didn't play much of the hack and slash games except for that little bit of Dynasty Warriors here and there. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen is obviously there's a level up system, but two, um, yes. when you kill enemies, you also get mm-hmm. items, and those items you could use to upgrade your characters or make certain things stronger, like your equipment or whatever. Um, and that to me sounds cool that you can actually yeah. get a alternate version of progression than the straight level progression. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's not really similar to Breath of the Wild, but like, because I mean, Breath of the Wild you can still upgrade shit too, right? <laughs> Except you had to do a lot of. Um... In 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 Age of Calamity, it's more I don't I kind of say like a dumbed down system because you just collect and then go to the blacksmith and do your thing. Versus in uh, Breath of the Wild, it was more intricate than that. Mm. Um, so you also that's... get from what I've seen, you also get more items in Breath of the Wild compared to Age of Calamity. <laughs> that would that would be true too. And and, and you're well, wait, no, Age. I think you get yeah, you could get maxed out. I think in Age too. You can't just hoard infinite items. Which is cool. To me, the weird thing, I think the reason why I'm probably going to like Age of Calamity better is because seeing uh, Link go through hordes of these creatures and just tear them down like it's nothing compared to actually struggling with like a group of five in Breath of the Wild, it's funny to me. Yeah, well, no, and and to kind of piggyback that and and probably why I'm going to just say you probably will like it more too is because it is almost nonstop action. Like, you, you, you... Outside of just sitting there watching cutscenes and stuff, it, it's hack and slash. There's always something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so versus Breath of the Wild, there's not. You could 
it's more supportive and yeah i mean you could sit there and like jerk off to asmr you know it's like you know zelda asmr <laughs> to be fair the one thing that really does interest me i think this is also why i want to play breath of the wild again is because i have a friend that's currently playing replaying through it um and then also obviously the, our friends from pixel street Joel, he's also playing through it too but there's a guy he has um was it it's some kind of like blade weapon but apparently if you throw it and you catch it with your like magnet thing magnet gadget you can turn into like a spinning saw blade and oh, just geez. tear it through everybody like it's like a lawnmower <laughs> it looks really <laughs> fun dude i'm telling you, you this is in breath of the wild you're talking about this already. is in breath of the wild the yeah, one that's already out i'm telling you man like the shit that people do in that game just blows my mind like like i was watching clips earlier on like twitter like <laughs> Like he 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 like set started up the stasis right, and he like hits it to so it propels you and starts counting down. He gets on the horse, barely goes on it, and so then the stasis ends, so it flips the horse, and he's like going like this, and then you know he starts the bow and arrow, so it slows down the sequence, and he like takes out a bunch of ancients. It's just like oh my god, like it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> like it's it's just it's so cool. It's it's so, just... and, I'm, and I'm sure all those. <clears throat> dynamics are going to stick in tears of the kingdom oh yeah well they're probably just gonna add upon and enhance it but uh it stays the one where they like keep it in place and you just hit it and then the more kinetic yes. energy you have it launches it yeah. further yeah i seen uh someone do maybe it was like a rock or something but apparently if you hit it enough times really quickly like a quick back and forth super quick that it gets enough kinetic damage where if you aim it at certain bosses it can one shot them Oh, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. just it's, like that's why. Just like seeing Link like use a stick and just can, like uh, ample kinetic damage until the, this boulder just flings and just takes out the boss. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing the things that people have done in that game. It's just it's so awesome to see. Yeah, that's why. I'm like, not, like, I'm like those are videos. I like. I mean, I know we talked about speedrunning and shit, but like, like just to see all that creativity is just nuts. And and it's even a little bit more than creativity. It's just like the precision that's involved with a lot of that, those things. Like it kind of reminds me of like the videos of uh, watching someone bounce a ball. Right. Mm -hmm. And they want to let it land in the cup, like mm -hmm. after five bounces, like that's the shit that reminds me of like, like how many attempts did it take him to do that? <laughs> like, you know, cause like some of it really is mind blowing. What what I'm shocked is, you know, <clears throat> cause in, in breath of the wild, you have someone called the Sheikah Slate. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised they haven't made that a switch. Because, like, the Sheikah Slate is pretty much a well, Switch, you know, looking object. But correct. it's not for the first game, and it's not for Tears of the Kingdom. It's, like, a missed opportunity for a Switch handheld. Well, well, what they did with the first Collector's Edition... They made it into a game case. Well, yeah. Which is... I still own it. And it's probably, arguably, the best game case out there. And it was, like, one of the first. So, so there's that... I'd rather see you in a Switch. I would love to have like a Switch. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that was a missed opportunity. Like, it, it was it was done for you. Like, just, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just didn't have it ready. I don't know. And, and I'm not talking like just a dock. I'm talking about like full back, Joy-Cons, everything. Yeah, Chica stuff. no, I'm with you. I mean, have LED lights in it too. You know, why skimp out? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, sometimes Nintendo has things like, given to them and they just don't take the opportunity it's like come on i know you like money you've clearly shown you like money you could have printed money here <laughs> yeah yeah I, I yeah i'm not too sure uh how, how they botched that one but but the, the case itself is, is still really nice though i like the case
and it's and it's and it's not a cheap ass case. Neil. Do you have uh, one? No, but I've seen the okay. one that you have. It's a hardcover case. Yeah, it's it's a good quality case. Like it, it ain't cheap. So they didn't skimp out on it. So that's why I liked. Um, well, that's cool. I I'm actually um happy and excited to you know that you're gonna now play through the Age of Calamity series. So, um, I'm sure I'll chime in a little bit when you're playing. Yeah. I wonder how long it's going to take me. I'm I'm estimating because, like I said, I'm not going to 100 these games. Yeah. But like I want to do like you know story start to finish. Mm-hmm. I'm get, I'm assuming maybe 150 hours of game time, potentially 200 hours of game time, or two weeks in real life. You think that's a fair time estimate, or do you think mm-hmm. it's going to be more or less? I think that's fair if you are going to be a little deliberate with it. I would say casual experience, where I play to have fun. Obviously, yeah. you know, some optimization might be had, but it's That's more just the fair. experience. I would say 160 to 200, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was, like, trying to do Between the time the estimate. I'm like, can I finish both by the time Tears of the Kingdom comes out? <laughs> yeah. No, if you're, if you're doing a casual... And I've seen sometimes how the way you stream, you, uh, you are casual with certain things. So, yeah. Sounds reasonable. All right, cool. Yeah. And, and that wouldn't and yeah, I think getting pushing goals two hundred, including a DLC, yeah, it's probably probably good. I, I keep forgetting the DLC. So, is the second one only a story, or is the first one story too? Because I heard that the second one's only a story. The first one's kind of just like more utility. I think it's vice versa. You're talking about the DLC package, right? Yeah, because there's two packs. There's I, pack one and two. Yeah, yeah. I think it's vice versa. So one's a story, the second one's utility. I think so, but okay. I'm sorry, don't quote me on that. But yeah, like, it is one way or the other. Because I thought I, I thought both of them were a story, but then you know after I bought it, somebody mentioned to me they're like, no, the one of them story, the other one isn't. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. That's fine. I I think this the reason why I'm thinking the second one was utility because I thought that was the one that gave the bike, and it's like really you're gonna do this now when there's nothing left to do. You did it all. And you're given a bike. Like we could have used the bike to explore a long time ago. Like, so yeah. um, I mean, but well, technically, there was, there didn't was... they give you the bike originally? But you had to get like a certain amiibo for that. No, no, the bike was like the last, the last thing. They're like, here you go, have fun. <laughs> and to be fair, and that... to this day, people are still having fun. So that that bike does look really cool, though. The bike looks cool. You know what I'm actually wondering? Is that do they have that bike in Mario Kart? Oh man, it's funny that <laughs> I think they do. I think that was part of the promo at the time. So it was like a multi-release. Um, so I, I don't. I don't know about that, but um, most like if they don't, they, it probably was added to like the DLC courses. But yeah. because you know me going through this Zelda playthrough soon, and also watching the Mario movie, I'm recently currently on this like hunt for like all first-party like Switch games, like Luigi's okay. Mansion. Um, Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury and all that stuff. Because I don't know why, I, I just want them all in my collection. All first-party Nintendo games have always been good, and I don't own all of them, just some of them. Um, but I've been trading and selling like crazy, and now I'm just adding more and more to my collection with these first-party Nintendo games. Um, they can't be that hard to find. Or you just, you're just flipping so you don't have to like pay for them, right? Yeah, they're, they're not hard to find. It's just they're expensive. They're super yeah. expensive. Like yeah. recently, um, with Mario Day, I think like the main Mario series were like forty dollars. 
And I'm like, that's an extreme discount. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of money for old yeah. games. I mean, that's like, you know, I I, I know you 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 um you knock on that a lot, and and it's true. But in, in, and now on the on the flip side of things, I mean, it's kind of good though on, on the secondary market. They still retain you know that value, I guess. No, they don't retain no. that value. More more often than not, they increase in value. In the second market. Oh, well, that's even better than like Pokemon, for for example. Oh yeah, yeah, po- yeah, yeah. Like Online like games DS like games, more... Game Boy. If you got a full box, like you're looking at two hundred dollars plus. Yeah. Like I, I... That, but that, but that, I mean, dare I say that's an anomaly? But you know, but no, you're right. But I mean, but like I said, I think that's good though because like oh no it's, it's great for people like me because like recently yeah. i was at goodwill and i seen in like the little toy section because for some reason they put it with like the toys there was four pokemon yellows four game boy wow. pokemon yellows all they looked good the cover was good they're all original because i checked I, I played it just to see if they work sold all four 160 dollars each damn yeah that's why i bought a lot of did you keep recently. one of them i already had my original copy oh okay 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 damn that's that's like a fucking landmine right there. Dude, like I said, so people knock like Goodwill and Salvation Army, but like I found some like well, top tier stuff, you know, items there. Well, the, the reason why is because like usually it's like old people that are just getting rid of stuff and they don't know the value of anything. Like they think like it's their children's or their grandchildren's and they just sit there like, oh, we're getting rid of all these boxes and yeah. Yeah, because, like, what was it? I think it was, like, last year. But, like, one one of the big finds for me, besides the Pokemon Yellow stuff, is that I found a game called Godzilla's for the PS4. I bought it for $2. And it was, like, sealed and all stuff. I believe I sold it for, like, $260. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of things out there that you'd be like, wow, that's a, that's a gold mine right there. I got to pick that up. Yeah. So, like, when you're looking, are you also, like, checking at the same time? Or are you just like, oh, no, no. I, know, I know this one? I checked. Well, obviously... When you look enough, you remember certain items that you you need to get. And obviously, if it's something that I'm not used to, like it seems uncommon to me, then I'll check it to see if it's worth anything. But like I always have like this catalog in my mind what to look for, and then if I see it, I check it too. Because like sometimes you look in and you're like, oh, this looks really cool, and then you open it, and it's all damaged. It's like, oh, I'll put it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, cool. That's awesome. That is that is that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Or so. Pokemon Yellow. But it should. I mean, like. Because of this whole like Nintendo kick recently, you know, I, I just have to go for the whole series. I hope to buy uh, Pokemon Legends of Arceus soon, Luigi's Mansion three because like Luigi's Mansion for some reason I didn't get the third one. So, you know, with me flipping again, you know, I hope to get the whole collection very soon. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've only played the. I think I've only played the first Luigi's Mansion. That was it, and I and I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I was just I never bothered with the other ones. So, only I've only played one of them, and that was the one on the GameCube. I like that one a lot. I think that was the first one. Okay, that's the one I like yeah. the most. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one, the original. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, other than that, um, anything else you want to bring up, or do you want to just dive right in? Well, I guess you know to keep the topic of Mario and Luigi, let's yeah. just go right into the first one. All right, let's do this. I am excited. Alright, so we're moving into the Super Mario Bros. movie. This is our reviews. Do you want to go straight into full opinions, or do you want to do like a spoiler-free section and spoiler section? I really thought about that earlier, and I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do a... I just want to 
go in. So everything's spoilers. So let's give like a 10 second countdown and then we go balls to the wall, right? So All right. We'll go yeah, 10, I'll, I'll, I'll 9, do a five, eight, four, three, three do you spoiler. One spoilers go. Um, you want to start? You want me to start? <laughs> so I'll let you start first because I okay. could probably either agree or counter your opinion depending on what we see. Because okay. we'll go. Um, first off, I just want to. I didn't know if I want to start with this or end with this, but I guess I'll start with it. Uh, I'm hoping Miyamoto got the vision that he wanted. I feel like he did, and I just want to tip my hat off to him. And he must be really happy, I think, based on the outcome. I fucking loved it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, was it perfect? No. Uh, but, like, visually, it was fantastic. Um you could tell when they purposely zoomed in so they could show their work. And I, and I kind of liked that. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. The voice acting, we guess we'll start right there because that, that's always been a fun topic. I, I was okay with everything. Uh, was it great? No. But I was fine with it. It was good. Chris Pratt was good. Great? No. He was good. Seth? Good, not great. Like, I, like uh, uh, Fred Armisen, I think, was the one that let me down the most. I expected more out of him. I still think... Uh, That's the uh, guy that played the wizard, right? No, he was the one that did Cranky Kong. Oh. Yeah, I expected better from him. But that's okay. <clears throat> um, I still think he was the best. I said in the trailer, I'm going to stick with it. Probably Jack Black, second best. I was fine with Charlie Day. I, I think... Um, I think they all did okay. I really do. Um, I, I, I was able, and maybe I was giddy in the moment. You know, I, I can't wait to rewatch it again. I'm being honest. I don't know if I'll go to the theater again, but, uh, and the reason being is because I, I want to, I felt like I was immersed in, in enjoying the, the, the action and the adventure that I didn't have time to look for Easter eggs. Oh, I've seen I know, so many of them. And, and I know, and we could probably talk about that, like, like, I didn't get lost in trying to look for Easter eggs. Like, I was so just fixed on the action. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I want to rewatch it now just to look for Easter eggs, right? But, um, so, I, I made a comment to, uh, you know, um, on social media afterwards about, uh, you know, uh, what other people's thoughts were. And, like, I, I concurred with the assessment where there, I felt like there were uh, You're talking a few about parts. John from Pixel Street, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I felt there was a few moments in the movie where it was kind of sped up, jumped up. There wasn't m- much text to what's going on, but I kind of understood it. I mean, th- what, this is what where parts I did up... you feel like were sped up? Okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about that. Um, right when he uh, got to Mushroom Kingdom, like his interaction with Toad immediately, like they, I felt like they could have had a little bit more of a bonding moment. Um, like it, it went quick to like come on, we're going on an adventure, and we're best friends. It's like, y'all just met. Like, what the fuck? So well, like, Toad's always had that, like, very quick, you know, progressive personality. Like, if you play, like, uh, what was it, that Toad Expedition game where you see him in Mario Odyssey or even Sunshine, it's always super quick dialogue. Hey, you, you get this, and then you move on. That's, I mean, to me, but the, but yeah, the, it's But the perfect. difference, well, I don't know about, I don't know about the, the Toad-only game, uh, but the difference between Odyssey comparison <laughs> is, like, they're already, they know each other, hypothetically. In the movie thing, they just met. So, anyways, my opinions, right? <laughs> that I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you can give, like, a counterpoint, like, has there been any game where they showed, like, a deeper connection? Because to me, it's always been that quick. 
Um, you got me there. But it's like usually it's like one or two lines of dialogue, like like oh you found this here's a star here's this piece of gadget and then blah 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 you have a good one bye. I don't know. I, I just thought there could have been a little bit more there. Okay. Um, the other part was um probably when um they were leaving um Princess Peach's castle after um after they had met. So after she said, we're going to Kong, whatever, I felt like there could have been a little bit more dialogue there. Um, and then uh, when they got swallowed by the eel, they probably could have had a little bit more, of a, once again, another bonding moment. Like, I think they did good when they did the whole father comparison, but then immediately Donkey Kong was like, no, your dad was right, which was great. <laughs> um, um, so I, I felt that could have been a little bit more there too. So there's just little pieces, like, like ultimately what well, was like about a 90 minute runtime, right? Like, it could have probably benefited from like another twenty minutes, like overall. Um, the 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 comedy aspect of it, I thought. I I'm, I don't know if you heard me, but I laughed a lot. I think um, everybody laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah, like I, it was it was great. Um, music score, I thought were were, were great. Um, I know some negative re- reviews I was seeing was people are mad that. Princess Peach is like quote unquote a bad. It didn't bother me any. To, to me, um, it, it uh, watching Princess Peach the way she was in the movie reinforces my thoughts on her in the game. <laughs> but I'll get to that when it's my turn. Okay, okay. Um, so I was I was fine with that. Um, the whole Bowser thing was hilarious. About you know, and I, I think you you made this mention on Twitter about the the integration of Odyssey, which I thought was great. Um, with the whole, you know, marriage and, and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, just a lot of the comic relief. Um, I don't watch a lot of these type of movies, so I don't know if other uh, children movies do this, but and not saying this is a total negative, but there's like a lot of, uh, well, they're not really, re- I mean, they are references, but like, you know, the murder, the killing and all this stuff. Like, I mean, I laugh my ass out every time I talk about it, but I was like, I know it's not directly towards kids, but it's like, like. Oh, it's one hundred percent marketed towards kids. But like every good kid animated movie has a lot of dark adult references, like Shrek. Oh, if you look at Shrek, yeah. there's so many references in there, but it's made for kids. It's marketed for kids. Yeah, uh, same thing yeah. with like Puss in Boots. Um, most Disney movies have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, that just shows that they did it right. The yeah. kids can watch it, but I, I just like, like, like I said, like it's not like I was, was off put it by. I just, I just like because I was laughing my ass off, especially the star. Like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> I know you, your concern was like, oh, they show the best parts in the commercial. I was like, it was funny commercial, but like, thankfully the star had more than just that from the commercial. <laughs> I mean, the star was just so fucking funny, man. So funny. Um, my so favorite about the star is that you know they're they're being lowered, and he was like, "Yes, finally release." And then they pulled it back, back up, and the star like, was like, "No." It was like, "Boo!" <laughs> it was it was fantastic. I'm actually wondering now, uh, not not to like stray off the topic because, like I said, I don't I don't get to watch um, a lot of these type of movies, but uh, I, I already pre-ordered my DVD. By the way, oh, same thing, uh, 4K, yeah. 100 <laughs> deluxe, everything. So, so with that said, do you think? they will have a longer version on the DVD. No. No, okay. I think there's going to be, like, oh. spe- bonus special features, you know, bonus takes or whatever, but I think mm-hmm. what we've seen is what we're going to get in the movie. Okay, and that's fine. Uh, but I was just curious. But, um, um, 
I don't know what people felt immediately at the start where they showed the commercial and then immediately they lost the accents, but I thought it was fantastic because it gave credence and clarity as to why they did and didn't have them. Well, um, that, that, that's exactly the point that I think they made, and I thought this was 100% perfect. You know, people are like, you know, before you go into the movies, they're like, oh, the voice acting sucks and all that stuff. But then when you watch the beginning of the movie, they make it so that they do it just for show, and that's not really how they talk. And I exactly. thought that was just, I, like, the perfect way to break the tension. Exactly. And you know what? I think, and it probably did help, like, me mentally, if that makes any sense, right? Because, yeah. like, because I think there was so much concern, right, about how these guys were going to sound and everything. And, and that just, like, immediately, like, somehow psychologically in the brain just, like, oh, that's cool. Like, it, it just worked for me. Um, let's see, what else? I was a little concerned initially about the whole Brooklyn thing, like, you know, the whole family <laughs> part. And, and like, like, what I liked about the movie the most is, like, it kind of gives, it, it's, a, it's almost like a reset for Mario to some capacity, right? Because it kind of gives a more, um, more of an origin story than Mario ever had. Which 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 I like and and I don't know if anyone's gonna come out if he's gonna say it's canon or whatever. Well, I think it is because I'm not sure if you play other hope, games like Doctor so. Mario. But this is why mm-hmm. I love the family is that Doctor Mario showed like all these like variations of Mario. Like you got the old man Mario, the original Mario. Woo-hoo! You know, it's from the Donkey mm-hmm. Kong game. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. family just shows the different iterations of, that Mario had, and I thought that was perfect. And I think that's yeah. why making it from Brooklyn and showing the whole family just shows like a homage to like the throughout the years, the history of what Mario looked like. Correct. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and uh, so, like, fast forward to the whole, like, end fight, not the end fight sequence, but the bullet bill, the big one that was supposed to blow the Mushroom Kingdom. When he was chasing it away for a second, like, like once I was going to the pipe, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to, my thought was they were going to, they wouldn't be able to go back to Brooklyn, right? That That was going to break it forever. And that was my thought, and then you know, did you know they ended up all going back to Brooklyn? And I was like, thing, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm liking this. And I'm like, okay, let's let it play out. It played out, and then it then it clicked on me. It's like, okay, they had to go full circle with the story with the father, you know, and show the you know, okay, you know, um, um, you you did good, son, and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, now I understand why they had to do that. Like, okay, I'm I'm cool with it. Um, and then, um, man, what else do I want to say? I think I took a lot of time there. I'll let you do your thoughts now. I'll give you a little assessment. But if I were to grade it out of a 10, I think I'll give it a 9. Um, and uh, it's definitely letter A, for sure. Grade A. So before I start my opinion, I just want to say the Easter eggs that I've, I've seen because I was watching it and enjoyed it the whole time. Okay. So one of them was Punch-Out Pizzeria that you've seen in Brooklyn. Uh, okay. It's the oh, pizzeria. yeah, Punch-Out yeah, 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 yeah. Also, they're playing the original Donkey Kong game. That also, was cool. I, East, that one I did notice. The Easter eggs with the um the family members, like I just mentioned, I thought that <laughs> was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the different mushrooms <laughs> that you get the power ups. I thought that was cool because I thought they're just gonna be the big one, but no, they. You know, when I seen the blue one, I laughed before everybody else did because I knew what was coming. Next. Yeah, same here, same here. <laughs> um, but then also things with uh. The Donkey Kong scene where they go to the the Kong country, you know the DK rap. Obviously, I knew that mm-hmm. you know that was coming in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, seeing Diddy Kong and I forgot what the female Kong's name. Oh is. yeah, uh, Dixie and Kitty. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. love seeing them in there. You know, some of the Mario Kart references that you know they show with you know how they get their um, 
you know, their cosmetics and all that stuff. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. But uh, going to my preference of the movie, one, it, I mean, obviously, you know, going into it, I knew that the animation was going to be great because it was made by Illumination. And they've always done a fantastic job. Two, I was a little concerned with the voice acting, not because of the way they sounded, but because the opinions that some of some of the actors and directors were talking about beforehand, and it threw me off. Um, but hearing it, you know, I, like I said, I, I, Jack Black, Chris Pratt, they did fantastic. They even changed their voices. Well, obviously Jack Black did, but Chris Pratt even changed his voice a little bit to make it sound more Mario-esque. Um, Toad, which is played by Keegan-Michael Key, when I heard the trailer, I wasn't impressed. But somehow they voice changed him a little bit because Keegan Michael Key, you know, I've watched all his, you know, skits, you know, on Comedy Central and all that stuff. He doesn't mm-hmm. do a, a good enough job changing his voice like, you know, uh, Jordan Paley does. But for some reason, the movie, they voice changed him to make it sound more toad like. And I thought he was great as that. Um, then I don't know the, I don't know the guy's name. Uh, he's the guy that played the uh, wizard, the Copa wizard to Bowser. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his uh, name is too. And it, it you know, but to me, we're not doing him solace, but I, I thought he did fantastic as well. Well, yeah, he did fantastic, but to me, that's also an Easter egg, too, because he's voice acted in many video games. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, one of them is he plays Dr. Embryo in the Crash Bandicoot series. So when I heard mm-hmm. of him, I immediately, like, in my mind, I saw that character. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, you know, going back to, like, you know, Peach and all that stuff, was it Anna Taylor-Joy? Yeah. To me, she was the best fit for Peach because, in my mind, Peach has always been, like, very selfish. You know, she does her thing. She's very goal-oriented. And that's exactly how she played voice acted that in the movie, and her character represents that really well. But two, you know, like you were saying earlier, how, you know, Peach is kind of like a badass in here. It further goes to my point that Peach never liked Mario, and the reason why she ends up in Bowser's castle is because of the whole height thing, how she chooses it. Because, one, she can fight in this movie. She can do the power mm-hmm. if she teaches Mario how to fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hearing her mention Mario's height many, many times, I'm just like, yo, she's for the streets. I'm like, there's a good reason why I'd never like Peach. And this shows that she never got captured by Bowser. She was always there for a reason. <laughs> um, But then also, like, another Easter egg is, like, you know, I've mentioned this before, I, you know, on Twitter with John Henson and then you, is that, to me, this felt like a Mario Odyssey movie because they there's a couple scenes where they're going through the different worlds. Mm-hmm. And you can see all the, the Odyssey worlds are in there, like you know the dinosaur Yoshi place, the Egyptian place. I know that I know the Egyptian place was, um, in a couple other games too. But like you can see the actual area that you played in Odyssey. Um, like that, I I thought that whole montage really was a, a homage to sixty four, not necessarily Odyssey. Well, the Dino one wasn't in in uh, sixty four. That was only in no, Odyssey. no. That part is that yeah that that one is true. But I think the rest of them like. Like, because the very first one was the first level of Mario 64 when when they showed the canon. Like, that was the epitome depiction of the first world. Um, And then the rest, I felt like, kind of coincided, especially the the, the desert one, because that's the one that has the pyramid in the middle. Mm. You're right, the Yoshi one was not in there, but but I guess it was a collection of montage, but... Yeah, but, um, well, I was going to say something. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut... No, 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 you're good. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Um... It was an Easter egg related thing. Well, I guess one of them was, you know, I was I was hoping that there would be like a Luigi's Mansion thing in there. There wasn't Luigi's Mansion, but they showed a lot of like hints, like you know, with the flashlight, like it going out. And I thought I was gonna see like you know Boo or King Boo out there, but then you see Shy Guys in the background, which I thought was funny because I never thought of Shy Guys as enemies, but I guess in this one they are the enemy. Um, Well, 
Shy Guys, I think, came out in Mario 2 originally. They were never in, orig- in Mario 1 and 3. But were they ever bad guys? I thought they were just more like background NPCs. Yeah, they were. No, they were, they were bad guys. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man, I'm trying to think of what the other one I want to bring. It was like a big point. But, um, you know, seeing the movie progress, one of the things that I would have loved to see, and it makes me almost hopeful, because I think we talked about last episode, a couple episodes before, like things we would like to see going forward. Seeing Mario, Peach, and also Donkey Kong utilize power-ups makes me want another four-player co-op, like I said, with you know, Kirby's Dreamland. But now, instead of you know, all these other characters, I just want to see a Donkey Kong and Mario meet up like that. Four-player, you know, you're going through. Because I don't think Donkey Kong has ever been able to utilize power-ups, right? No, the fact that he used the fire flower I thought was badass, and he turned like red with a little bit of uh, white accents. Like, that was cool. Like yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think I, I don't think we've ever seen that anywhere that I know of. But then again, I haven't played every single Mario game in existence. But yeah, I don't think I've seen that before. But you know, seeing that and how he changed and his whole appearance that you could use the power ups. I'm like, dude, give me like a Mario Odyssey kind of like world. Like make it one. I mean, it doesn't even have to play co-op. Just allow me to change the characters and have their abilities. That'd be awesome. I would love to see it in a video game format. Um, and especially you know, as much as I don't like Peach. You know, she showed that she could use those abilities to see, like, the ice powers and all that stuff. I would like to see her gameplay as well. Um, one of the Easter eggs I thought was really funny, which I think is going to tie into the potential sequel, is in the very beginning of the movie, when you're in Brooklyn, they showed the mayor talking about the water and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The mayor is Pauline? Paulina. 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 Which yeah. I didn't realize at first that she was the first original female character for Mario. She appeared well, in the no- Donkey Kong game. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the maiden or whatever dance yeah. of stress yep. in the Kong yeah, yeah, yeah. game, that was her. Yeah. I didn't yeah, I didn't exactly. know that, that she was the first female yeah. character for them. Yeah, yeah. But seeing so her... Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a correct Easter egg, but it, and, it's, and it's funny because the good thing was they didn't put her name in any of that scrolling text. They didn't say Mayor Paulina, but... People like you and I knew it was Mayor Paulina. So and I, I, to me, cool. I, I thought it was a really cool Easter egg that they showed her before Peach, showing the yeah. chronological order of the actual you know female characters, which I thought was yeah. awesome. And plus, I like her better than and, Peach. And, and to take that a step further, if you want to talk about chronological order, that still stands true. When they did the commercial, the <clears> lady <throat> that's on the phone making the phone call, she is the voice of the original Princess Peach from the original TV show. Oh, cartoon TV show. Yeah. I had no idea about that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So to kind of coincide with your in order, like it, that stands true as well. Well, they also did that with the original Mario voice actor too, because um, in the beginning sequence when they're in Brooklyn, they're playing like uh, an arcade machine, and there's yeah. another guy playing it that kind of looks like Mario, and he goes woohoo or something like that, yeah. and that's the original he, voice actor as well. That's the yeah. Which which I'm pretty sure he probably facilitated, if not both, but definitely Mario in the commercial. Yeah. Is my guess. But going back to my original thing is like one of the cool Easter eggs is just kind of also hinting towards, you know, the sequel is that, you know, they showed Pauline as like the mayor of uh, Brooklyn. But now mm-hmm. since, you know, everything, the events that happened, I wonder if Brooklyn is not going to turn into New Donk City. Oh, I like that thought. Because if you play Odyssey, it kind of looks like New York. Yeah, and, no, or Brooklyn sure. or whatever. And she's already yeah. the mayor before that. So it yeah. just makes sense that she'd now be the mayor of New Donk City. I think you're onto something. That sounds really good. Yeah, but uh, That'd be cool. yeah, there, there's just a lot of cool things. Um, I obviously, when you hear Donkey Kong, you're Seth Rogen. You'll never get over that fact. But 
you know, seeing the DK of rap, like all that it's stuff. So, it's so funny. Like, like I said, like, like while I was watching, it's like, okay, I know everybody's name to the, you know, voice and to the act or to the, to the character. But like, I don't know why, I guess I didn't really hear any of them. Thankfully. Well, like, Seth Rogen, I could hear, but he played it off more where it seems more natural, which is weird to me that happened. Yeah. Like, I think that if anybody, like, that I heard the most, and it wasn't, like, it was a bad thing, but was probably Jack Black, especially when he was performing, right? Because <laughs> he totally sounded like Tenacious D. So, <laughs> that's why when so, he was rocking out, I was like, dude, that's definitely a Tenacious D, like, parody yeah, right there, oh, rocking. 110%. Like, like, you know, especially the Peach song is so <laughs> silly and so stupid, but it's like, oh, my God. Like, you can't help but to laugh and, and oh, enjoy it. Before I forget, I'm sorry to cut you off if you want to no, 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 edit that. No. But another Easter egg that I thought was funny is that, you know, there is a scene where Mario and Yoshi are also children, and that's also another Easter egg towards the games when they're babies. Yes, for and sure. I, I, I love how they just nailed the imagery for they, those they, old ones. They, they did. They did. Um, and, and going back to, like, the, the story aspect and, and how... I mean, I haven't read many reviews, so I don't know what people may or may not be shitting on. Um, I, I just hope the story part isn't one of them, because... Um, there's not really a huge origin story for Mario. So, like, if this serves at, as it, like, I am 100% behind it. Because, like, it, I felt like they just did <clears throat> such a good job. And then on top of it, the the whole Princess Peach layer to a p- possible origin story, I thought was fantastic, too. Hmm. Like, it's like, oh, shit, she just happened to stumble upon the Mushroom Queen as a little child. Like, okay, well, who the fuck is her parent? You know, like, it makes you ask now all these questions and uh and i i just i just enjoyed it i thought that was awesome yeah it's there's just so many like cool references towards all the games like like you said you know the story there's never been like a deep story in mario but i felt like if they were going to choose one odyssey would have made the most sense which they pretty much did you know with the Mm -hmm. whole marriage yeah it was cool seeing you know bowser in his wedding suit and all that stuff from the games um like i said Seeing Peach, the way she was portrayed, cemented my opinion of her. You know, her being the way she is. that She never saw Mario as a love interest because he's short. <laughs> I love how, like, it's not just, like, one mention. It's, like, multiple mentions, like, you're short. You're short. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, who's to say if that doesn't blossom later? But, um, but no, like, they did do a good job with that. Uh, and another thing I wanted to bring up with talking about the funny parts, like, the whole him eating the mushroom and not enjoying it. I fucking love that so much. And then also like, like oh, him eating the mushroom and then throwing it up and him losing his power up. <laughs> that sequence was fantastic. I, I was laughing so hard during that. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking great. Because like, it, it's like, you know, because growing up and you're always playing the games, it's like, oh, you know, get the mushroom, gets bigger. And never really think, it's like, well, what if Mario hated mushrooms? <laughs> Like, I'm sure somebody, you know how they used to do those um, Newground videos, right? Oh. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure someone out there maybe made a video like that. Like, 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 oh, Mario's forcing mushrooms. Mario fucking hates mushrooms. <laughs> and, like, you know, who knows? Like, maybe there's a video out there, something like that. But the fact that they did that, I thought was, was fucking hilarious and, 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 and great. Mm. Um, I think, um, I think they did well with the, also the choice of power-ups. The cat suit. It worked, but I was glad they did the, the Tanuki suit, that's for sure. Glad they did that one. Obviously, you gotta do the fire 
then the star power at the end obviously you, you cap on that well it's funny they um, didn't show the firepower thing with mario they only showed that with peach and donkey, and donkey kong. kong i know i know that's, that's what crazy, makes me hopeful it? for the game but once again to your point yeah they did a fantastic job utilizing the power-ups and displaying or sorry portraying what they look like i personally thought the cat suit made sense because i played some of the 3d ones like uh was it the wii u one where he's in the cat suit and when he's in the cat suit, he's very agile. He's very quick. He's nimble and all that stuff. And I, you know, as a cat, you would expect cat-like reflexes like that. And I thought it was a good job. I, I, I unfortunately didn't play the one where he's in the cat suit, so maybe that's why I didn't have that connection with it as I did with the other ones. But, um, but I mean, you know, I, I, it's one I didn't expect, so it was cool. So, but going back to you know animation, because mm-hmm. like I, I've, obviously you know we said this before, we thought the animation was going to be good. Mm-hmm. You could tell the people at Illumination had a field day with this movie because there's certain things that are very hard to animate. One is animals, like a horse and all that stuff, but two is hair. And yeah, they hair. did a lot of close-ups on the hair, the mustache and all that stuff, and how it yeah. moved. Mm-hmm. They, you could tell a lot of care was, was put into the animation. And, you know, seeing them do this, I would love to, you know... I I hope Nintendo partners with Illumination more for a lot of their other series. Yeah, I, I know there was, uh, and this kind of bleeds into the second topic, but we're, we don't want to move. I don't think I'm ready to move to the second topic yet. But um, we'll, we'll kind of save that um, a little bit. But, um, I mean, I hope so, maybe. Um, supposedly, Miyamoto came out, uh, I don't know if it was, like, you know, after the initial, like, showing or, or what have you, but... He said allegedly a part two is not in the works right now, or or thought of. I call bullshit on that, especially the way they ended it, um, which we didn't even bring up by the way. So well, we, it's always been spoilers. But the fact that they showed a Yoshi egg hatching at the end was very interesting because we discussed right after the movie. It's like, well, hold on, time out. What, what makes that one so important? Because they showed that one part of the montage with all the Yoshis running. With I think they also use like a little bit of a, like a Jurassic Park. Park piece, yeah. by the way. You can see the Yoshi ring and then licking its lips as it looks at Mario like I'm going to eat shit. And, and not only that, but like, I almost like felt like I heard like, dun, 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 like really briefly. I don't know why. Maybe it was in my head. But like, um, but yeah, so it's like they obviously showed Yoshi's as like, if you want to call that like a big Easter egg. But, but the one at the end, it's like, well, you know, it's the green Yoshi. Um, and, uh, you know, what's, what's the bigger significance with that? So, um, and it's also in, well, Brooklyn, or maybe it is New Donk City to, like, what you suggested, which I think would be a great uh, transition. Um, but, um, but yeah, and plus, you know, the Peach mentioned, you know, the unlimited amount of galaxies, which, you know, you could easily turn it into, uh, you know, a Nintendo Universe type thing. Um, they didn't really showcase how... If um, whatever, maybe Kong World or, or Kong Country, if that was like a whole different universe in its own right, you know what I'm saying? Because like when Bowser infiltrated the Penguin Kingdom, like it kind of was on its own little floaty continent world, right? Like like Mushroom Kingdom. So I wonder if Kong is the same thing. Like how did they get there? So like, type I, of thing. I that actually, was another little jump that they didn't show. Well, this is me. Putting pieces together just from the, from what they showed. Uh-huh. So, 
they show it like their own little like worlds like you know like the ice kingdom bowser king the dark lands or whatever yeah their, their own little worlds are just connected through the pipes and that's why donkey kong was in there because you know the first ever collaboration with nintendo was donkey kong mario that's why they had him there and i think that was the first good tradition or um sorry uh what do you call it transition one transition so, yeah but when they're going through the pipe worlds if you played smash bros this is what makes me think they're gonna do an extended universe if you play Smash Bros, if you see the hand, you always see like the, the like a heaven cloud looking thing. And when he goes to the pipes the first time, what do you see? All those heavenly clouds. And I'm like, this, you know, this pipeline to other worlds that they broke up. I bet you it's going to anger something in the entity in that realm that is going to like tie all these universes together by plucking them out of their worlds that they're not supposed to be in. It could be another, yeah, could be another thing for sure. But yeah, like just watch, just watch any Smash Bros. Melee, Brawl, whatever, or um, Ultimate. You always, whenever you see the hand, you always see the clouds. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. And when they go through the pipeline, you see the clouds again. I'm like, oh, that just feels like they're trying to kind of add a little significance there. Why mm-hmm. it looks like that? I mean, you know, you you alluded to it. I I would love to see it. I think if you want to utilize any other slash all of your Nintendo properties and even even extend it to the fact where you start getting other intellectual properties involved, even for... I, I don't think they're going to do any other intellectual even, properties. I think it's just going to be only Nintendo IP properties. for At least for then, movie purposes, that's it. But hypothetically, even if they really wanted to fucking really pony up some cash and pay for a cameo, like, that'd be pretty dope. I'm just saying. Like, it doesn't have to be, like characters right like yes you would utilize your nintendo ip properties for bigger storytelling for characters but if you're just going to do like a mashup right like 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 uh like like an avengers uh uh going against Thanos, and you have them all line up and you just briefly pay some extra coin to to have a cloud and sephiroth show up and to have uh, could you imagine if nintendo found a way to pony up money to pay disney to get uh, uh sora or something like just for a brief moment, well, that'd be like the, the world would go nuts. I, I'm not disagreeing. I would love to see it, but because yeah. the movie realm business is more picky than the gaming industry, I mm-hmm. think that's why most likely than not, we're not going to see that. It's just going to be only Nintendo properties. But would it be cool? Yes, I would, would love to see that. But I think it's just going to be Nintendo properties if we're going to see a mashup like an Avengers thing. Yeah, it, it'd be like the original uh, Smash Brothers game, right? The the the, the... What, original was it eight characters how many were in the original game i can't remember but, but do you have anyways, anything more yeah, to yeah. add about the movie because i want to talk about the potential sequel if they do make one because i have ideas well so staying on topic yes uh, i am ready to move uh to that point um um go ahead you'll start you could go ahead and start okay i mean so... you already gave a little bit so but so my idea is that I still think they're going to go with the Smash Bros. universe because, you know, seeing Donkey Kong, that's already a second IP property in there. I feel like because we've seen, you know, the Bullet Bill go into this pipe universe that connects all these different planets and it blowing up, it causes this, you know, weird connection to happen with all universes being connected, like, you know, Peach's cat, or sorry, the Mushroom Kingdom, Dark Kingdom, and now Brooklyn potentially be a new Donk City. I think this is where you're going to see... Yoshi going into other realms or 
Yoshi or Mario, Luigi, whatever, going to other realms like, you know, potentially Zelda or Kirby. I feel like if they're going to have a second movie, Kirby will most likely be another one of the properties they're going to introduce because it just makes sense that, you know, if it's what they're kind of like, look, an aesthetic. Well, piggybacking on everything you said and then Kirby kind of being at Catalyst, that makes sense if you're trying to incorporate the game with the movie, similar to how they did Odyssey with this game, right? Because with Ultimate, when you play the story, who was the first person you start off with? Kirby on a star. Kirby on a star, right? So it's like it would make sense where Kirby would be that kind of recruiter, so to speak, right? Yeah, where him just like flying along carefree like he always is, accidentally stumbling upon one of the universes, riding in on a Yoshi. But like, I don't know about that part. But... I'm, I'm just saying, it'd be, I'm, I'm saying that as an exaggeration. But like, you know, I, I feel like if they're gonna have a sequel, it has to follow up with one Yoshi. But two, I think the chaos that the Bullet Bill did by mashing all the universes in one, because Bowser's Kingdom is now in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So, other than Master Hand, which I don't think it would be originally Master Hand. I think Master Hand's gonna be like the ultimate villain that they're gonna need two or three movies to flesh out first, and that's when they—that's when all this chaos happens, and all these characters are like all these different lands. He starts plucking them back to his own their own land to fix the chaos. So what I could see happening because someone has to break out Bowser, right? Let's start yeah. there. So it will be a shadowy figure. You, they, there will be no reveal, and it'll probably be King DDD, right? This is this is what we're rolling with, right? We're writing this right now, right? And then no one knows who, you know, who said Bowser free. So story goes, story goes until Kirby comes and then it starts putting it together. And then you get, like you said, Yoshi's now in Brooklyn slash New Donk City. So that's how they get Yoshi involved. Um, Donkey's already in there. And then all you're missing at that point is, well, Fox. God, I would love to see Star Fox animated in that. I'm telling you, it, Star Fox would be perfect for it. Um, What's his name? Fox McCloud or something like that? Fox, Fox McCloud, yeah. Um, you know, he shows up with Arrowing or whatever, and then the last component that people are going to nut all over the place, it would be Zelda and getting Zelda and Link involved. So That would be dope. And, but then you would have them going against Bowser, DDD, Ganon. Um, what other bad guys? So here, maybe, the, maybe maybe Meta Knight too. Might as well throw him in there. If I was to create some, I feel like the second one would have to include Kirby just for those reasons. DDD would break him out. Yeah. But then at the end of the second one, you have because you know they clearly showed Peach transforming with power ups. Imagine yes. if you see Bowser taking over Peach and getting Bowsetta, and then that turns into like um kind of like this evil queen taking over the Mushroom Kingdom, and that's where Star Fox. Uh, no, just listen. And because listening, and because listening. now Bowser has control of the Mushroom Kingdom and the Shadow Land or whatever they called it now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where you get Star Fox coming in at the very end. You know, trying to say we have to organize, we have to take out the bad guys, and then that's when he's like the general of this like rebel army. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously that's where the third movie takes place. You know, with Fox coming in to get all these other people in line because obviously they're not organized to fight. You know, Bowser owning these you know other lands. And mm-hmm. the fourth movie is when you start getting Zelda and Link and Ganon. Like, Ganon's like the calamity that comes in to destroy the world, and then that's when you see Master Hand coming in to pluck them back because the chaos is, like, you know, too much for them. I mean, it could go so many ways. I don't know about the Bowsetta thing. I, I, dude, I feel like Bowsetta is going to happen but, because so many people but like, like Bowsetta. 
I think like so we're really going in like nerd fantasy land, but I love it. Um, I, I, I the, the the reason why I think King Dedede would be the perfect person to bring him out because just that character clash of them two being together would be a lot of comic relief because I could see Dedede being oh he's a klutzy character right versus Bowser's more like no fuck you 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 can't be klutzy you need to be do it this way like I could see that clash being really really funny. Um, however. Uh, there was at least I don't the only hint of Bowser Jr. that was kind of not really shown but like was the flying thing that he pilots right um, so if they absolutely do not go a Super Smash Bro route I guess Bowser Jr. could be someone that would bail him out um, as well oh I forgot about King K. Rule Oh, the crocodile it's, it's, from Donkey Kong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, totally. Like, I, I think, I think getting a, a multiverse heroes versus villains thing going, that'd be dope. Speaking of which, I know it's gonna sound really stupid. I knew that Bowser was the king of the Copas, right? Uh huh. Sometimes I forget that he is a Copa. I always thought he yeah. was like a dinosaur, but I realized he's just no. a turtle with a tail, and the other ones are turtles just without the tail. And he's also no. got red hair, and he's more bulky like the other ones. Sometimes yeah, I forget that. I'm like, I forgot Bowser is a Copa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a he's a Koopa. Um, also, too, at the end of the movie, before Mario and Luigi got the star, did you think he was going to get at some point and become Giga Bowser? Did that ever occur to you, or think that was going to happen? Because I thought it was for a brief moment. I didn't think so, only because, you know, just the way traditional stories go, they, the bad guy doesn't get those huge power-ups. Yeah, but I, well, I mean, technically he got it, he just never used it. <laughs> going back to another Easter egg that I totally eluded me until you just mentioned Bowser again. Uh-huh. So when Luigi was in the Shadowlands and they showed that castle, that was the first castle that was in the first Mario game. That's why they showed like the flag on top with Bowser's insignia, uh, insignia on it, and it's all broken because Mario broke it. Obviously, he didn't do that in this universe, but that was Bowser's original castle. I did not recognize that. So if you if you watch it again, and as you know, Luigi is being taken will. by the shy guys, he <laughs> yeah. looks back at the castle one more time, and on it is like the whole castle look from the original game, and it's got Bowser's flag on the black flag, and it's halfway down. Mm. Oh, okay, that's funny. That's funny. Um, also, too, I know you mentioned like the Luigi's Mansion. I, I thought it was kind of hinted that because you talk about the Shadowlands or whatever they're called, Badlands, uh, Darklands. Or, what do they? What do they actually call it? I know they call it something. Well, well, one of those three. Yeah. Uh, uh, but where he ran into wasn't really where Bowser Stoder stays. Like that was somewhere because to your point, right? They walked him to Bowser. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that was like their quick Easter egg for oh, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Well, obviously the biggest tell was a flashlight. The first game, his flashlight cuts out, and he yeah. uses flashlights to make sure the ghosts don't follow him. Yeah, like, to were, me that was my Easter egg. They were they were dry bones. Yeah, dry bones. Um, but yeah, the the wedding sequence too was pretty funny. Seeing all the iconic kind of uh, uh, bad guys like uh, King Bomb and King Boo. <laughs> I, I love the way Peach utilized her firepower to light that spear, and then uh, King Bomb was like, "Oh, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he's freaking crazy. out, trying to put himself out." He's like, uh, "What's going to happen?" Then boof, and then he's, he's like, eh. "He's like." Oh. Uh, were there chomp? Was there a chomp chomp in this film? I don't remember seeing the chomp chomp. Oh, uh, 
or I don't think we saw Thwomp. I don't I'm sure they got to be somewhere in the background. Like I said, like I said, I'm sure there's a ton of Easter eggs that I didn't catch. Like I know one I caught was uh, when they're going through the city. There was one point where they showed like uh, different items, and one of them was the um, oh the axe and all that stuff. From the RPG. axe that you would use this in no they they use them in Mario Three. You would have to break a boulder to go through a path. Yeah, um, I, I know there's a bunch of stuff. I swear I saw some like Mario RPG references too from that shop. There, there, yeah, there might have been. Um, like, like, oh man, like I can't wait to get to the DVD and just like literally pause <laughs> so many times just to see. Like, I'm sure I don't know if there's already maybe uh, videos out there, but I'd love to look for them and see what people um, found already because I know I missed a ton of stuff, ton yeah. of stuff. It like is... to your point with the original video games, like even uh, I think it was at the end when they were leaving what you thought they were back in Brooklyn, but it just turned out to be a Brooklyn like room in the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like all the posters on the wall were references to NES games as well. Well, they also have uh, at... wasn't NES or SNES in their room. <laughs> like, it was NES. It NES, was the original yeah. NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that shit was. What was funny. in it? Kong. <laughs> No, he was playing Kid Icarus. Oh yeah, Kid Icarus, but the arcade was Kong. The arcade was yeah. The arcade was uh, it wasn't even Kong. It was um. Actually, I wonder if that's another reference that they're bringing in because, like, why out of all the games they showed, that was the only one that wasn't a Mario Aspen Donkey Kong thing. Kid Icarus. Yeah, Do you think Icarus. that could have been like one of the things that he might be a potential character we see in the future with Maybe. this um with Pit? It, yeah, with all of them coming in. Yeah, it, it really can be. Because I, really I really think if there's going to be a sequel, it has to revolve around the chaos that happened in that pipe because it blew all the worlds together. I think I think I think you're right. I just don't know if they're ready to jump that quickly to straight Smash Bros. I think it's almost like getting the band together and and like not really hard teasing it. It's like okay, it's going to happen, but it's not happening in this film. But I also feel like. One, the reason why it's not going to happen soon is because this movie looked like, like I said, a lot of animation was done. And I feel like because of how much animation was done, it'll probably take like three years to make another quality movie like that again. Yeah. Because, you know, Illumination right now, dude, just because of how good they're doing with Minions and Groove, they blew up as a studio. Now they're doing other stuff like, what was it, Hunt or whatever, another movie that's coming out soon for them. And they also got some other projects they're working on, so... If they're going to add another Mario movie, it's going to be like another project in the future, like three or four years down the road. So, I mean, they got time to build a script if they need to. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to your point, the amount of work they've done or currently are doing or will be doing, I think it was I think it was the last kind of like trailer montage they did before the film where they were showing that, what was it called? Um, um, Migration was the name of the movie, I think. Oh, Migration, the, yes, yes. The Ducks. Yeah. Which actually, once again, looked very beautiful. Like, the whole flying sequence they did was like really cute and really really nice looking. To me, in my opinion, so. Illumination is now the new DreamWorks because DreamWorks used to have like top quality stuff, and then for some reason, like they went downhill. I don't know if it's because is it Universal that owns them? Whatever company owns them, you know, because of all the issues they had. I think that's why their animation studios dropped in quality. But like Illumination took that mantle now. I, to me, I think Illumination is like the top animating or animation studio out there for these big production companies. Are they a standalone, or who who's over them? Who's I believe Illumination is standalone. 
Interesting. If anything, they might be tied with Nickelodeon if they're still playing. Because mm. I know they mm. had some. Yeah, like, no, Nickelodeon's still. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. Um. I'm. It was just a. Just a kind of. I don't know if you know. Want to tie it up now, but um. I, I'm glad. And I'm happy how good it was. I'm glad I also didn't go in with heavy expectations. I think it helped uh, me that I went in with lower expectations because I was like hearing all these opinions from these actors and directors. I'm like, oh, this really hurts my opinion on this. But then hearing yeah, I, like I did. Charlie Day not sounding like Charlie Day, more like John. I keep messing up his last name, but you know, Louis the, Gizamo, yeah, he sounded a lot like him for some reason, in my opinion. Which yeah. to me it is Luigi because it's an old movie. Yeah. No, I like. Uh, I mean, once again, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to say they nailed the voice acting. They did a really, really good job. Like Chris Pratt. They did a really good job. Like I, 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 I have zero animosity with how it went down. Not that I really had animosity. I guess, I guess initially, yeah, I was very, 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 very skeptical. But what I said immediately day one was like, I don't care. It's Mario. I'm going to give it a chance. If he does suck, I'm going to be very pissed. And I will flat out say they did not suck. So, thank you. <laughs> so, I know you gave it a rating of 9 out of 10. I didn't give my ratings. Yes. And I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Only because, oh. once again, the voice acting shocked me. I, like I I thought, you know, I wasn't going to like Keegan-Michael Key's Toad, but he shocked me. I really enjoyed him. It was Seth Rogen, same thing as Don Kong. Uh, even though I still heard his voice, his... How do you say chemistry with Mario worked out pretty well? Um, obviously, animation's top notch. Story is what really shocked me because, like, like we said many times, Mario doesn't have a story, and I feel like the only story that was presented was with Odyssey, and they did their best to create an origin story to create some kind of conflict with these main characters besides just you know Bowser trying to take over. I felt for what they've had, they made a good script for the movie length they needed, and I felt like it was just an overall enjoyable experience. I know you didn't like some of the cuts, but I felt like. There wasn't really any room, in my opinion, to extend it because there wasn't much to do in the, in the first place. So I felt like with everything they were given, they just nailed every single aspect of what a Mario sh- movie should have been. Well, I'm surprised you gave it a ten, but it's cool that you gave it a ten. <laughs> well, like, they're, oh. like, like if you think about like all the challenges and hurdles they they had to go through, like you know, especially mm-hmm. with the story, like they created the best possible story for a, a series that never had a story. No, I, I I concur. That's what I'm saying. Like if if. If this is an origin story that they want to hang their head on and utilize, I'm all for it. And not only that, this, but they did a great... This is an origin story for me. You, well, yeah, but then also the way they tied in with all these different, like, Easter eggs to pay, like, a really good homage without brushing it over was also well done, too. Like, they showed the entire history of Mario, created the story that made it cohesive at the same time. I I just have no complaints. Like, but Like I said, my complaint would have been voice acting but they did a really good job especially like we talked about in the beginning how they made the original mario voice and how they showed that that was just a show for a commercial mm-hmm. and then how they go mm-hmm. they actually talk normally it's mm-hmm. just yeah there's no complaints like there's not many good uh good video game movies out there and to me this is probably the new gold standard for a video game movie very interesting um awesome uh i guess with that said um we could go ahead and transition to our second topic of the day, which um, kind of transitioned nicely to this one. And uh, we have also briefly talked about this in other podcasts, but it's only fitting that we do it uh, today as well because of the uh, the enjoyable um, 
movie we watched in Mario and um, and possibility of it even continuing. But video game movies we would like to see. So um, obviously we just talked about how we would love to see uh, Mario and its other Nintendo intellectual properties made into video or, you know, into movies. Um, and, and hopefully we get that someday. Uh, but also, I guess many topic to tie into this topic, it was also said that Legendary Pictures, which is a studio we both enjoy work from, is going to make a Street Fighter movie reboot. We'll see. I'm once again for it. Um, talk, we talk about origin stories here. I mean, Street Fighter kind of has a little bit better job with origin stories, though, or just stories in general. Um, so we'll see. Um, I think we're still supposed to get a sequel to Mortal Kombat, right? But anyways, let's talk, let's stop talking about ones that we know might be coming out. So we want to see. I was actually going to bring up Street Fighter because of the thing you posted. Yeah. Isn't uh, Legendary Pictures the ones that also made Mortal Kombat 2? Ooh, good question. Maybe? So once again, Legendary Pictures, they're a studio that does a fantastic job with live-action CG. My only concern is that... Um, the director they hire is going to butcher it like they did with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like visually they're going to nail it. It's just directing-wise, I fear for that. But, uh, you know, going to what i seen with Illumination, how good they're doing, I would love to see, because I know we were talking about Street Fighter, how it's going to be made into potential series, Legendary. I would uh-huh. like to see it in an animated version by Illumination, because their animation style kind of fits their style for the video games as well. And I feel like if I was going to get a movie, give me that quality movie where it's animation that looks kind of lifelike, like we've seen the Mario, and just give me a voice actor and a good director. I don't know if I'd co-sign that. I, I think I think Nintendo and Illumination really is a perfect marriage. Like Nintendo IP fits the bill so so well because it's, I mean. You could sit here and obviously say, you know, a lot of their games cater towards kids and Illumination makes kids movies, so it is a perfect marriage. Uh, I, I think, you know, as we're nerding out and seeing, saying how we'd like to see all these Nintendo IPs turn into something like this, uh, whether it's a, uh, you know, Smash-type S film or not, like, I, I think I'll be a little... I won't be upset to see Link and Zelda in that regard but because i really would like that reserve for uh live action but i won't be any less giddy i'll, I'll still welcome it with open arms but um yeah i don't think i would like to see street fighter in that way i mean if, I, if i'm gonna watch street fighter in that manner you have the animes which are fantastic that's what i'm saying is that the only good ones have been the animated version never live uh, action like obviously they but, had the 1991 I mean, like, with that bison was good in that one but the other characters kind of sucked I know we've argued about the differences of animation or anime and animation or whatever, but well, I'm anime about... is animation. Just like put the thing together. Anime animation. It that the only thing you can say is different is Japanese So would you say animation. this Mario Brothers movie, would you call that anime? Yes, it's American anime. Right. It's 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 animation. The only thing you're gonna argue is where it comes from. You can say Japanese anime, French anime, but regardless of what it is, anime is animation. It's in the name. The only reason why there's an E 
for anime is because that's how the Japanese pronounced it, but it's still known as animation. They just shortened it for anime. Anyway. That's the origin story. If you want to be, you know, technical and correct about it, anime is animation. That's I mean, it's it right there. Just say anime animation. It's right there for you. Anyway. It's just American animation. Was, anime. So I can't I couldn't figure out if Mortal Kombat was um legendary or not. It, it said Warner Brothers, which I know owns used legendary. to own legendary. I think they used... split up recently. Perfect. So I don't think then legendary did Mortal Kombat. Okay. So Going back to what I was saying, you know, like, I would love to see a Street Fighter in that thing, because I, you know, I know you want, you know, tie Illumination to a kid's thing. I think they could be far more than that, because, like, you know, I know Gears of War is potentially getting a live action in soon. <clears throat> I think it's that's the worst idea they could do, because obviously we've seen in Halo, they're, they're going to do it, they're going to butcher it like that. But seeing, like, their level of quality, I would like to see a Gears of War movie or any other, like, let's say, you know, Nintendo and Illumination did well. Microsoft partner with Illumination as well, or another studio of their quality to give your IPs that, because I'd love to see Gears of War in that kind of um, style, because, you know, the vibrancy, the look to it, the textures, the interaction with the, like, the uh, the physics of the world, it's just beautiful, and I feel like Gears of War could benefit from that, because it just wouldn't look good in a live-action format, just because of their bulkiness and their weird, you know, design look. It would just make sense for it to be animated. Uh, I'm not a Gears of War fan, so I'll stay away from that. But, but that's what um, I'm saying with Street Fighter too, because Street Fighter characters are known to be very, very muscular, like to the point where they're inhumanly muscular, and mm-hmm. live action cannot portray that correctly. It would look too weird. That's what I'm saying. Animation is the key for a lot of these video games, and clearly, you know, when we've seen, you know, Mario movie, we've seen Detective Pikachu is kind of. You know, an example as well, because all the actual characters were not live-action characters, they're CG characters. That's why it was done well. Give me more mm-hmm. of that. Stop trying to make this live-action BS. That's stupid. And most of it's ugly. I think there's there's only been, like, three live-actions that have been good. That was um, uh, Speed Racer, but that's because the uh, characters are human. You, you can't you know, botch that. Um, what was it? Ghost in the Shell. That was a very realistic way to put into live-action. There's only a handful that have made it live action to look good. These video games need animation. They don't need live action. Uh, if I may uh, somewhat selfishly throw another one in that hat, but unfortunately didn't do well, it was uh, Warcraft. Um, but once again, the only things that were not uh, CG were the humans. Everything else was computerly animated, and it's animated by, obviously, Legendary, but there was no, like, you know, actual humanoid to replicate it off of. It was all computer-generated that they didn't yeah, try so to make yeah. human. Yeah, but, but, but that's live... It's, I think it, it, it's live-action-esque, that... but yeah. it's not 100% all live-action. No, it's not. But, like, I think if you, were, if you were forced to put it in animation or live-action, it's going to go in live-action. I guess we could say it, sure. Yeah, like, like I think another one... Um, like, what, what would you categorize, categorize Avatar? Which one? Any of them. Well, the movies. Okay, so the Avatar movies. the Blue Guys or Avatar the Last yes. Airbender? It, the Blue Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The Blue Guys. Okay. Uh, I want to, I mean, I guess you could split it up. Most people probably say live action. You're, I would say because okay. of how. If you're forced to. If you're forced to, but because of how heavily animated it is, I no, would I call that, that an animation. 
I, so I would, therefore, you're you're then would say that the Warcraft movie would be animation then, because I mean they're they're not apples apples, but like to your point, they're heavily right. Yeah, like know, to the point where there's very few normal natural objects besides the human parts. Almost the whole entire world, well, actually the whole entire world in Avatar and the characters besides the humans ones are just mm-hmm. all animated. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's hard to say. Like obviously because there's humans in there and there's real people, I guess people yeah. classify that as live action. But almost yeah. 99 percent of the movie is animated. So it's kind of hard to classify because I feel like most people just say live action just because mm-hmm. humans are in there. Mm-hmm. But I argue the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to video game movies, we would like to see. Um, I still, I still <clears throat> sit with uh, a Castlevania one, like, but but live action, not animated. Um, Dude, v- watch the anime man on Netflix. You'll disagree wholeheartedly once you see the anime. You'll see how. No, well I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that anime can't be good. I'm just saying I would like to see a live act, like a real one, and I think it could be done well if done right. They There's always the, the barbarian. <laughs> um, you know, and if it's animated, strictly animated, we'll, we'll use Illumination for example. Like I said, I'll still stick with the Star Fox. I think Kirby would be obviously a slam dunk candidate. Oh, I forgot about Samus. How did I forget about Samus? Um, no, Samus would be great for live action. I just don't know how you would. That would be a tough execution. But um, yeah, let's see. What else? What else would I like to see? I, I, uh, I could say while you're thinking. Sure. Um, one of the things I'd like to see, I know I just mentioned uh, Gears of War in that style, but give me a Doom anime movie in like Illumination quality. Because I feel like with the new you're, games... You're, like, you're really loving Illumination now. You just want everything Dude, the style. models and the vibrancy, the world interaction, no, the physics. No, I, I mean, it, 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 like Mario movie looks fantastic. Like, like, there's no end of buts about it. And, and Doom has that style where it, mesh, it meshes well with them because, you know, it's the same kind of cartoonish look. Um... And I feel like with the new Doom, Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, they kind of gave it enough story where you could potentially do that. Especially with the Ancient Gods Part 1 and 2. Give me a movie based off of those two games right there, and I'd be extremely happy, especially in that quality of animation. I'd love to see it. I, I, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. See it twice in the movies, whatever. Just I would love to see it. Mm, let's see what else. Um... I know Minecraft's going to be a movie. Um, I don't know how that's going to work, but... <laughs> Dude, I don't know what it is with me and... Well, I know, wait, is Minecraft? I thought they said that was uh, potentially canon, that if there was going to be one, it might be 2025 because of all the uh, issues that they're having right now with like directing, uh, direction, the script, and also they don't know who to cast. I know they were talking about... Um, what's his name? Jason Momoa as um, the main character, but... It's Steve? Yeah, Steve, yeah. Which would be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> but, um... <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... I I thought I read that it was still moving forward. I just don't know how or what or, you know, what hurdles have been, you know, conquered. I, I, I don't know. Because I know originally but... the, orig- the original release date for Minecraft was 2024. But because of all the issues they're having with, you know, direction, script... And voice acting, they said now it's gonna be looking like twenty twenty five. I mean, it's possible. I mean, but that still means it's coming out. It's just 
2025. Well, they said potentially 2025. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. weren't sure yeah. like it's all iffy right now. I wonder, I don't know if this would make any sense, but with the success of RE4, I wonder if they would want to try to turn that one into a live action. Because the, all the, all, hold, hold on, hold on, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Because all the, all the attempts that they've hadded, or they had hadded, um, have always been against, like, one or one and two material, right? They've never really tried to do it with, like, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I wonder with the success of this game if that might make them want to try to do a four. It, to me, it doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm just just well, talking on my ass here because i mean the game itself looks realistic itself so why the hell would you want to try that but. so here I'm, I'm gonna back you up on this if i was to see a live action resident evil i would want to see seven and eight done but give me like a hardcore henry style version complete first person pov pov like that i feel like it could work it'd be like a, a good horror movie well to your point is like a straight up horror movie yeah for sure like, don't give me, like, uh, funny but, things. Give me straight horror first yeah, person yeah, no. where he's looking yeah. around, just shit happens everywhere. Cor- correct, yeah. Like, Res- the Resident Evil genre could lose all the comedic touches. It doesn't need it. It should never have needed them. But they've always done it, right? Always. Always. It's not necessary. Um, and we already have the animated versions, which are, you know, since we're talking about animated styles, right, are always fantastic. The animation is good. The story is always questionable, but that I just chalked that up to direction. I, that, and I think they really kind of like, I don't know if they force themselves to, but they really adapt like the video game storytelling model with, with those movies, you know? Well, uh, have you seen uh, the, the live action that came out recently? I believe it's called Welcome to Raccoon City. No, that's the one that got shit on because of the casting, right? Yeah, so... If if you were to give me another Resident Evil live action, hire whoever the set designer was and the costume designer that did all that stuff because visually, it's Mm -hmm. as close as you're going to get to an actual Resident Evil movie. Mm -hmm. Whoever the casting director and the director is, fire them immediately because they're shit because they try to make it a diverse cast. Don't do that. Hire somebody that actually fits the character. Don't do it because it fits an agenda quota. Don't do that. Don't do that nonsense. And then directing, they try to also make it where... Claire was more of the main person than Leon was. They made Leon look like a drunk. Well, I mean, technically, he, they were correct because in the first Resident Evil, not the remake, the reason why he was late to the police department is because he was drunk. But, yeah, but they made it to the point. To, yeah. Does that have to be hung over for the rest of the damn film? <laughs> yeah. So, like, if. Give me that with the set director because they did a phenomenal job. Just give me a, a casting director and a actual director that really does care about the series because that'd be as close as you can get to an actual good Resident Evil. Um, but yeah, as far as other games, um, trying to think if I could come up with another really good one, but uh, I mean, I, I could think of a lot of them if you want to keep thinking. I could talk. Oh no, you don't. No, ha- have your way with it, man. Because for some reason, I'm now I'm going on this like weird Bethesda Microsoft thing. Because like as much as I said Doom, I'd love to see Fallout in the same direction. I'd love to see Wolfenstein. Like these are all obviously going to be R-rated. Like a Wolfenstein has to be already because they're killing Nazis in the most graphic way possible. Um, maybe a Halo, but I feel like at this point there's been so many attempts at it that you should just leave it alone because so far everyone's been botched. Mm-hmm. Um. If I was to see another one that's not Microsoft related, but maybe, um, what's it called? 
uh, like, how do you say? It? I, I guess fighting game would be Tenken. There's an anime that came out called Tekken Bloodlines or Tekken Bloodlines. I think that could potentially be you uh, utilized correctly again if you were to make it more big budget than just Netflix. The Netflix one is great. I just feel like it could be a lot better. Yeah, I mean, it, the fighting ones are just so like challenging. I feel like, like you know, we we just briefly talked about Street Fighter. You know, we we have Mortal Kombat. Uh, we haven't. Well, I mean, I guess there's the cartoon or anime version, animated version of Tekken. Don't call it a cartoon. Uh, you can call it a cartoon. Uh, cartoon is just another way for animation. Cartoon, cartoon. That's why I disagree with you. But anyway, um, so they're just so challenging. Like. I mean, they can be done well, but I don't know. They just seem, to your point, they seem to get botched sometimes. Yeah, or a lot of the times. Because like all, all the, the good time. ones have been animated. Like there's another game. Yeah. I'm not sure if you played. It's called Shenmue. Shenmue, whatever. Shen Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah, Shenmue. Yeah. So there is three games. The first two games they actually made into an anime, and it's on Crunchyroll, and it's really, really good. And that's what I'm saying. You know, like if they gave it a director, because like, like I don't want to like crap all over live action. It's, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to turn a lot of these video game looking stuff into live action yeah. like a fit well. That's what I'm saying. Anim- animation is the best way to go about these. But like mm-hmm. Shen- Shenmue, um, even though it was like a fighting game for the PS2 and PS, it, well, I guess PS2. It was Dreamcast. Whatever it was, you know, they made the first ones from like the original, like what was it, 90s, early 2000s, into a really cohesive story in this anime on Crunchyroll. <laughs> so I, I feel like there's just a lot of games that could do that, like. Uh, there was another one, the mafia. Well, no, okay. I, I take back what I'm saying. If I, if I was gonna see a live action thing done right, give me mm-hmm. the mafia games, mafia one, two, and three. Would make it like an HBO show. Maybe. I mean, if we start going down like that type of game path, like it'd be like, oh, I wonder if we'll ever get a Grand Theft Auto movie or something like that. Uh, which, which, because that'd look good. Which, 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 which very. Well, might be possible. Like especially like, like a Vice City one, like that oh has a God, decent story. Would, yeah, Vice, Vice City one would be badass. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I'm still go back to my Castlevania one. I, I just think <laughs> Castlevania, seriously, like it doesn't have to be like a horror type film either. But like, God, you could you could that world I think would be fantastic for a live action. It once again the the. Caveat for any single one of these suggestions is, if done right. <laughs> oh, I need if done right. I need to look on Discord because I I know I sent you something recently about a casting choice that oh oh yeah we're we're talking about Resident Evil. Did you see the casting choice that they uh, put up for that? No. So this is a um a fan made one. So. Albert Wesker, if they're going to do a oh, live action. I did, yeah, no, I did see that when you showed it to me. I, be, uh, dude, it would look good. Like, uh, no, some of them were good. But Scott I, Eastwood I as Chris. Um, I don't know who the Asian character is. Ada. Uh, Robert Pattinson as Leon. Um, Albert Wesker would be the guy that plays Homelander from The Boys. I don't know what the white girl's name is, but she'd be um, Jill Valentine. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, which I feel like at this point he's too old to play that commander guy. Um... Then you yeah. also have, uh, yeah, what's his name? He played from the Umbrella Academy, but as like the Jack. You could probably have John Cena play that that Russian guy. Yeah, 
But like, and, and then Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Claire. I thought that was a pretty good idea. It's a lot of them were good, but, you know. I think, honestly, I mean, a lot of people, would, myself included, especially when Batman came out, it was shit on Pattinson, but like, he probably would do a great Leon, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would. He he might be able to nail that. And he's also kind of got that demeanor he has from that... the first game already, like the kind of like winky, you know, like yeah, like 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 kind of emo ish, right? Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. Like he, what he has, it's 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 him. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know. I I I think I guess now that we have this Mario movie, like just open the. F- floodgates with Mario, or I'm sorry, with Nintendo IPs. Like, like you could easily translate that for Kirby. Easily translate that for Star Fox. It's funny Easily how... translate it for, for Samus, although I think Samus for Metroid, although I would kind of like Metroid. To... It'd be interesting to see that live action. I don't know how you would do it, but um, the only one I just would much rather see live action is still Zelda, but so give, give give me all of it. I don't care. I'm telling you this right now. If they make a animation, well, if if they do live action, I have a feeling that they're gonna turn Metroid into like the old 2004 Doom, where the Rock and uh, his name Carl Urban. I feel like no. that's how they're gonna do it. Because like most no. likely, if they're gonna go with the story, it's gonna be the Metro Prime story. And let's be honest, it plays like a Doom shooter. No, it plays that way. But like because I played. Um, the last Metroid that came out, what was it called? Um, oh, Metroid Dread, 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 yes, Dread. Because I played that, I started like you know getting a little bit more into to the story and the lore, and and it has a pretty good one. So, oh no, like, it does. It just it's it's not one that's told in a linear fashion where you, it's like background no, lore it, that you got to read into it. No, exactly. But the, the moral of the story is, if you're trying to adapt that to a movie, it's there though. So you put it into a linear storytelling, right? And I don't know who the hell I'd cast as Samus, but I, I don't know why. I kind of want to say like Margot Robbie because she's the hot thing no, right now, no, but, no, but no, not, no, not really. She would not. So, but I, I I can't remember her name. She's the girl that's the new Black Widow. Hold on, let me look at her. What's her name? Lauren or Lauren? What's her name? The new who's the new Black Widow? She's um. New, Black Widow actress. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I don't want to get her name wrong. Um, Florence P U G H. She's also the girl that played um, uh, fighting within the family of the WWE movie about Paige. Uh, mm, she could be yeah. a, like she. If you watch her in like some of these other action movies, she's kind of got that kind of ish physique for it. But she also has an attitude, and I feel like she'd be a good Samus. I would have to really see her work. I just I know which movie you're talking about. I'm down, but like, and I'm just I I wouldn't watch that movie. So even though it is a wrestling movie, you don't like Paige uh, because you don't like. Well, I. Have... <laughs> Anyhow, moving forward. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one, but but you you. They would kind of have to nail that 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 choice to too, but um, but just to be fair, if you, yeah, I think it's gonna be Hollywood doing this. If they're gonna go with the store, most like most likely than not, they're gonna go Metro Prime. You gotta think about it. they've they've chose the worst stories whenever it's like a big Hollywood budget. Worst story they're gonna iterate. Well, well, here, here, hear me out. 
yes, it will go Hollywood. You're right. But I think also a large part of the success of this movie, I think, is Nintendo having their hands on it. And more importantly, in this case, uh, Miyamoto. Um, well, that's Nintendo. If, they if, they if, care. No, that's my point. That's the point I'm trying to make here is I think now they're thankful for them. They don't want to see their IPs shit go to shit. So if it's going to happen, my gut tells me it will be done correctly. So I'm I, putting all my faith into Nintendo. I'm just saying if we're going to go to Nintendo Road, I highly doubt they're ever going to do a live action. That, you're might be, you're probably right because Nintendo's um, never cared the, for the, live the, action. But the, but the purpose of of this discussion is we're, we're kind of fantasizing here, are we not? <laughs> no, no, no. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna see a movie, the movie yeah. most likely will happen because of the success of this. I'm just yeah. saying, if it happens, it's 100 percent gonna go animation because that's just the style of Nintendo. They've always went the animated style. Yeah, no, I, I, I concur. But uh, if going to what else? Right, we're talking about hypotheticals here. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would love to see those two IPs. Um, it's funny how you and I have such difference of opinions. Where I would love to only see them in the animated, and you want to see. I know you really, you really are just all. Yeah, no, not all the way. Like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm totally sold and sent. Kirby could be in that same manner. Star Fox definitely should be that manner. And um, and what was the other one? Uh, what else did I miss out of all those IPs? But anyway. Like, I guess if they do do a Kid Icarus, you know, that could stay in that, that manner as well. I'm just saying, my two that I would love to see live action would be Metroid and would be Zelda. Uh, to me, what would be hilarious if they mm-hmm. if there was only one movie they're going to turn to live action. It'd be hilarious if it was um, Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that also is made for Illumination. I know, on. but it'd be funny if, like, the one weird movie that they decide to that... make live action, it'd be Earthbound. That, that, would be, that, would be, that would be really cool, though. Um, well, technically, if you want a live-action Nintendo movie, you got Kong, Skull Island. You got Donkey Kong right there. <laughs> yeah. Donkey Kong. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Um, I don't know what else I would like to see, man. That 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 I've played and I've enjoyed. Um. So, <clears throat> I think that's all I got. I feel like this could also be, like, a separate conversation, too, like, what you would like to see live-action versus anime, because, like, like I said, I just gave, like, two games that would be perfect for live-action that I would not want to see animated. Like I said, Mafia, 1, 2, and 3, and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the game, the game's atmosphere and tone sets it for if it's an anime, animation or live-action. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And just, like, you know, like, I, I know you want to see it. The only reason why I'm saying that it won't happen is because if you look at the characteristics of it, they're too cartoony to ever be pulled off correctly in live action. Which ones? Zelda and Metroid. No. Oh, not very cartoony. I disagree. Well, that's fine. You can disagree. That's why we have this. Con- that's why we have these conversations to you know put our opinions out there and let our audience you know decide who's correct. Okay. <laughs> which is none of us but whose side they would be on that that's what, what it really boils down to no i think i think both of them are the most practical to be live action hands down you could argue i could argue heavily for star fox because you look at something like guardians of the galaxy but 
I think it's better suited for the animation. And yeah. then I think it would be, dare I say, more successful. You know what? To give you a fair point, if they were able to get the studio that can do, like, the animators from Gardens of the Galaxy, like, you know, for Rocket Raccoon, and mm-hmm. they could do Star Fox, give me that instead. Mm-hmm. I'd take that. Yeah, I think that would look amazing. But well, the only problem is that they're all tied to Disney, and that's the only problem. And Disney is very strict with who just, they work with. They and... could just get another stray raccoon. It's it's fine. They'll figure it out. <laughs> now, I'm just saying, like you know, like policy wise, they would definitely not mesh well with Nintendo. <laughs> oh no, 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 especially. I don't know. Probably, uh... I don't know if that's entirely true, I think they could mesh. Uh, no, the Disney has to have their certain things put in there. And I feel like Nintendo... Yeah, they could be like, yeah, just use Sora. We don't need Mickey Mouse anyway. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying that they're going to turn Star Fox gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know if he is, you know? If he is, he is. You know, him and Slippy, you know? <laughs> Actually, it's, it's fun that we're talking about Star Fox. If I was to get, like, another, like... Is Sly Cooper a fox? What is he, a raccoon? Raccoon. Raccoon. Oh, yeah, because yep. he's got the bandit tail and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see that as, as like an animated movie as well. That would be a good one. I concur with that. Because I feel like they have a cartoony enough story. Your, that would your uh, what is it, Jackson, Daxter, Ratchet, and Clank, Conkers. Conkers would be a good rated R. <laughs> rated R animation one. film. That would be that would be great. You know what, Sign give me, me up for that one. Have Seth Rogen do Conquer because I'm not sure if you ever seen Sausage Party. It's an animated movie. No, but oh, give yeah. me no, that no, no, no. style of humor with his animation with Conquer. I would love it. And and you could tell Seth Rogen is doing more animation because he has a new TMNT movie coming out. Yeah, I. Oh, man, does Conquer's even have a voice in those games? Yes. I don't know if I've ever heard it. He he has very small lines because this is like an original PS2 Xbox or, or sorry, it's an original Xbox and was it a Nintendo game? I want to say it was on 64, like 64 at least one. Yeah. Yeah, so there was like a few voice lines just like Banjo-Kazooie only had like a few voice lines as well. So how how does his voice sound? Oh, we have to look up a YouTube clip, but it's like kind of like high pitched like squirrely. High pitched, okay. Like, <laughs> but like yeah uh, give me that with like an r-rated thing i'd love it i feel like seth rogan could yeah. definitely do a good job with that kind of movie i don't know if i, I would want seth rogan to do it I, I, no I, I, I'm, I'm not saying voice it direct it oh direct it because okay. seth rogan um, does a lot of directing too like yeah, yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah yeah an r-rated conquerors would be pretty dope get it get it going rare well that'd be microsoft right Right now, it'd be Microsoft, yes. Get it going, Microsoft. <laughs> Dude, they got so first, many, like, first, Nintendo... First, first time I'm endorsing you guys. <laughs> it's funny, because they bought Rare, they have so many Nintendo-like, you know, mascots they could use, like Banjo-Kazooie, Conker, um, Psychonauts. They got so many characters they could utilize. It's just, for some reason, they're in this acquisition phase. I'm like, as much as I love, you you know, buying all these companies, utilize the companies you have right now. You You have so many people... To do, like, Rare has, you know, like you said, Conquerors, Banjo-Kazooie. Make more of those games, please. And make yeah. movies off of them. They're perfect for them right now. Especially with Mario being out. Right now is the right time to strike. Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie would be another phenomenal-looking one, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else out there. Back from the glory days. 
You know, I'm surprised. It, I mean, I think they may have I mean, had a show of this, but there's a show called, uh, or sorry, a game called uh, Viva Pinata. It's like I a don't know if I know that. so. It's like the it's like these like Mexican pinatas, but they go like through a world kind of like Banjo Kazooie and all that stuff. And okay. I believe they made like a show about it too, but you know, just there wasn't enough support. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that brought into like another like Cuphead kind of show. Obviously, not the animation, oh, okay. but like you know, like a little yeah. short series. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see like a Viva Pinata thing again, maybe for Netflix. Um, go back to animated ones. <clears throat> I think Mega Man would heavily benefit from an illumination type movie so i know we talked about this before and i should probably look this up but there's a movie called astro boy it came out like 2008 or 2009 whatever if Mega Man was to be brought into an to into like the big screen it had to be by the same um studio that made astro boy from that 2008 area because they did a phenomenal job with that and i feel like because astro boy and Mega Man are so similar in a lot of ways they would nail that part too we'll have to look up the trailer who made astro boy astro boy um let's see what other cool ips notorious rp uh ips uh, oh it's 2009 okay so i was right about the year who made it though mm-hmm. it's by ooh I, I don't even know if they're still around summit entertainment mm Yo no sé. I remember they used to be big in the industry, but they kind of fell off. But yeah, watch Astro Boy, and if, once you see it, you're like, oh, Mega Man would be perfect for that. I'll I'll try to look at a trailer. Um, I don't know. I think that's all I got. Like it's it's um I I think I, we said this a couple times, right? Like not only just movie, but you know we we obviously had did a lot of long following of um. The Last of Us, and um, we're getting better quality video game stuff, whether it's movie adaptions, TV show adaptions. And it's not really to shit on everything in the past because some things have been enjoyable, but I think it's... <laughs> like it's, Halo it's, is one of those ones we sweep under the rug that should never have happened. Like, I think the bar is being raised finally. And, yeah. and, and it's good, but it's now going to create a new set of expectations, which is great. They sh- which there is, should have which, been high expectations. Which is great. Could, yeah, there's always been higher expectations, but that was normally, I guess you could say, within our communities, right? Um, but now we're getting the quality that we want to see, mm-hmm. right, and that we expect, because video game storytelling, in my opinion, is one of the best formats for storytelling and it should not get easily botched when it gets translated to these other mediums no I agree. Um, and i'm hoping so, because of this it's also going to give some older series that did get canned because of you know low budget at the time like mm-hmm. uh, once again i've you know we both said that we'd love to see the sequel or at least warcraft 2 and 3 we brought back with legendary just to finish that trilogy up hopefully this because you know they're potentially making street fighter 6 can they go back to Warcraft because video game movies are coming back? Um, I, I would obviously being a Warcraft fan, I am. Uh, I, I would love to see that. I know well, I can't say like I fucking talk to the guy, but um, <laughs> I call um, him every day. <laughs> yeah, I call him every day. I mean, the the director of the Warcraft movie, um, what's his name? Something Duncan. 
uh, he's actually David Bowie's son, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, I think he pretty much flat out said, he's like, if they want me to do another one, I will do another one. So that's another, I mean, once again, I loved the movie. I, I think they, they could cut back on some of the comedy parts. Yeah, but um, I feel like they only do that because Hollywood demands stup- stupidity of that level. And that's why he had to accommodate for them. Because let's be I, honest, I, there, there's, a re- there's a lot of reasons why a lot of these video game movies didn't do so well. is because, you know, these, produ- these production companies have ideas that may not coincide with the film. But they had to put them in there because they're like, oh, the general market will agree with this. Even though they know the director will be like, nah, it would suck. Like, Robert Rodriguez, when he made Alita Battle Angel, had the same issues. Luckily, he had James Cameron's um, backing to fight against his production company's demands. Uh, putting these stupid gimmicky things in there that they know that nobody would care about. It would just actually hurt the film. But do you think that's even that statement's true with Legendary? Oh, 100%. You could tell more okay. combat. Okay. Just, uh, it, well, just asking the question. I, I, I say Mortal Kombat because I'm assuming it's done by them, but I could be wrong. But I just feel like, you know, like look at Godzilla vs. Kong. They, you know, 2004 Godzilla or 2014 yeah. Godzilla was good. King of Monsters yeah. was good. And then you could tell they started getting gimmicky because they were kind of forced to because that's the way the status quo is going in the general public to, you know, have these loudmouth kids that don't make sense to be like the main spotlight. Mm hmm. The only reason why I, like, I'm disagreeing with the Warcraft part is because... And, and like, like, I mean, Warcraft does do that in their own game, right? Anyway, like, the whole, like, you know, the references and, and the little little shticks. So, like, when they did them in the movie, like, they were more geared towards, like, me, the fan base, like, the, the funny oh, stuff, like the right? Oh, like, the and all that stuff. Exactly. Like, I mean... That one didn't bother me too much, but like, like there was just other ones that 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 were like, okay, we know it's homage to the game, but it's like, let's try to keep it serious. <laughs> like, like let's let's try to keep it serious here. I mean, they did a good job overall, but there was just a few parts. It's like, eh, mm, I don't think yeah. But besides that. that point, you could tell by the directing choice that the guy really did care for the original script of the story. Oh, for sure. That's why he made it the way it was. I just feel like because of you know, classic Hollywood trying to accommodate for all these different general public uh, conceptions. That's why they botched so many of these stories, like Halo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and on top of that, similar to Nintendo, I mean, some of the OG um, WoW writers and, and developers had a hand in that movie. Yeah. And they were acting in it as background extras. <laughs> um, so, um, so, yeah. I mean, like, like those are, I, I think... I'm not saying it's it, it's the um, it's the formula that's gonna have success, but I think having that presence when it's being done definitely assists with that success rate. Because look at Last of Us, another prime example. <laughs> they had a lot of the OG people involved, right? I think that's the winning formula. I think so. Instead, but instead last of just, of us, instead of just selling the rights and then being hands off, oh, we're we're gonna let them, you know, handle. No, get your fucking baby back. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I feel like the people that created it should have the most hands-on approach to it because I mean, they, the the reason why it's so loved is because they did it right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Exactly. Um. But yeah, uh, great topic. I'm I'm sure 
once again, we're gonna we're gonna talk about these types of things again because <laughs> yeah. we always do. It's always fun to fantasize about. Yeah, there's so, there's so much potential for potential like video game movies, like old, new, whatever. Like Plague Tale, a live action probably could happen. It, I know. Once again, I usually just live action, but like I said, this is another game that could work out, and it's got mm-hmm. the story to back it up that I feel like a lot of people love. Yeah. But uh, sure, we can move on to number three because I know this is your favorite. My favorite. So the next topic is WWE and UFC merger. I was question reading that this buttons. is a scratch out the question mark. This is an idea that was going to happen, but you're saying it's nope. concrete that's already happening. Oh yeah, it's already happened. It was uh, it was Monday. Okay. Um, it was a done deal. It was rumored like like during WrestleMania because WrestleMania was this past weekend, which I didn't watch, but I did read the results um and uh yeah <laughs> i'm sorry go I, just because it popped in my head did you see what happened with vince McMahon? uh which part what, was it mustache? wrestlemania no no, no. what oh which, his uh, son shane is it the, is that the one that blew his legs that blew his, yeah just like yeah. his dad in the beginning when he tried to jump in the like father like son they blew out their yep. legs <laughs> they must have weak knee or a weak knee it's in the dna the genetics yeah, that, are that, weak that, <laughs> that 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 is horrible man that's so shitty sometimes like i mean we i know before we talked about you know somewhat being like athletes right you said you played some football i played some basketball i mean sometimes adrenaline gets the best of you man like you you're you're fucking hyped you go out there and you're you're, you're going harder than you're supposed to and and and, and you stumble Except in this case, this guy, his whole he fucking... He collapsed. He, yeah, he just buckled. Dude. And, and... Who and was he, he going against? It. The Miz? Is that who uh, he was? Yeah, against? yeah, he was. He, he, yeah. he was, like, doing some weird, like, jumps over him, and then he does, like, a it jump was, over. It, he lands. A, leap, a, leap, a leapfrog, as it's called. And then <laughs> next thing you know, you see him land, and his leg just goes spaghetti and falls. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you and your father should never jump like that again. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, um... The merger was official Monday. Um, now WWE and UFC are under the umbrella of Endeavor. Um, so wait, are Endeavor. they under that organization, or does Dana White actually have control of them? No, no, no. Dana White. Is, okay, so here's how it goes. Okay. Dana White is the Vince McMahon of UFC. He's the president okay. of Ops. Vince McMahon is the president of WWE. They both answer to a greater company called mm-hmm. Endeavor. UFC, I guess, to my understanding, has always been answering to this bigger company called Endeavor, yeah. which is owned by uh, Ari Manuel, who is used to be our ex-mayor's brother, Rahm Emanuel, and is also the uh, inspiration of Ari Gold and Entourage. I don't know if you've seen Entourage. Um, so that's who owns Endeavor, is this Ari Emanuel. So he is the Dana White, Vince McMahon of that company. So he has said um, he's going to let Dana do his own thing. Obviously, Dana White has been successful. You can't argue with that, what he's turned the UFC into, much like how Vince McMahon has turned WWE into. And uh, part of the deal was, I guess, what they say is Vince was done, but upon the sale of this company now... um, Ari Manuel said, no, motherfucker, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, and that was part of the deal. But Vince being Vince, I'm sure he loved that anyway because that's his fucking baby. He's going to die running that company. Um, 
so that's that's his official. They're they're now WWE is worth. I think it sold for nine point two billion, and the whole company's together now is worth like twenty twenty something billion. I'm um, I'm shocked it's not more because the UFC rakes in money like no other, and obviously WWE is another one of those companies. So. I, I mean, a billion, twenty billion is still a high number, but I'm just surprised oh, yeah. it's not worth more at this point. Yeah, it, um, yeah, I don't know. Like UFC, um, so one thing people are afraid of now, at least uh, WWE fans are afraid of. Excuse me, Ooh, hopefully I wasn't too loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is um, the cost of pay per views because right now they're kind of loving it. And rightfully so, like you, you have Peacock, you get the pay reviews for free. Well, that's what I was gonna um, say. I'm like, if you're I, because they're with them now, are they still gonna have the rights to Peacock? Because like WrestleMania was free with Peacock, well, included with Peacock because I watched yep. it. Yeah, a lot of people did, uh, and 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 people don't know. People, I don't know the answer. Uh, I'm sure contractually with NBC, they probably have an obligation they have to fulfill. But after that. Uh, that's what people were concerned about. Like, Isn't well, NBC sure, like, also owned by Comcast, so Comcast owns Peacock. Yes. So, yes, exactly. So, um, but UFC pay views are like seventy bucks. Oh, they're expensive. Sometimes they yeah. go for one twenty, depending on what the title fight is. Holy mother, one twenty. Mm-hmm. Well, Damn. the reason why they're so pricey is because they know people like to do like a pool thing. Where, yeah, you know, they would have like a watch yeah, party. Watch like, parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why they make them high. Holy damn! Okay, uh, so yeah, so people but, fear, but they're not all like that. It's only one like huge name, yeah. like, you know, like a McGregor yeah. or whatever pops yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's a fear right now. But uh, going back to like you're talking about value, like I'm, I, I don't watch UFC. I don't f- follow it. But like, do they have like a merch presence in the world? Like, I don't think there's. Is, I, I I could probably safely say that their presence is nothing like WWE presence as far as merch is concerned. Like, do they have lines of Mattel toys? Do they have... They, they don't well, have anything Well, if like you're that, talking right? about straight merchandise, no. But that's yeah. not their... That's They never intend to be a merchandise like, no, organization. I understand They're more that. like global influence in the betting, the entertainment world, all right. across the board. Like, UFC isn't just massive in America. It's massive all around the world for betting and sports right. reasons. Correct. No, I get that. But like, when we're talking about values here, like you thought they'd be worth more, I think that's a component as to why they're not oh, worth more, yeah. right? Um, but, um, but yeah, so it finally happened. I mean, you know, we've been talking about it uh, on the pod for quite some time now, and and now it's come full circle. Um, I actually, so you said it's funny. You said you watched WrestleMania. I did not. However. Uh, I did opt to watch the Raw after WrestleMania, which usually, historically, is arguably one of the better wa- uh, Raws to watch all year round because of the hype after WrestleMania and, and the crowd that usually follows it. But this past Monday, it was trash. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not watching WWE anymore. Like, like uh, all through social media this week, they're they're so pissed off because, I guess, Vince... He's back in the driver's seat. He's back in what they call the gorilla position. He's <laughs> uh, 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 tearing up, um, tearing up the you know what's supposed to happen that night and rewriting it, tearing that up and rewriting it, and calling audibles during the show. Um, suppose there's a lot of talent. I mean, 
I sit here like as if I'm backstage because I'm not, but this is all through dirt sheets and shit. And to be brutally honest, we don't know if it's right or wrong, but I feel like there's some tangibleness to it. So I guess like allegedly like a lot of talents now upset because he's back because a lot of people, um, I guess you could say don't like him or or don't want to work for him, especially with all the allegations that he's had too. Well, I think that you could just chalk this up to business management always being shaken up. Like, you know, like you said before, the WWE was sold. Dennis was kind of paying the reins down to, like, Triple H, his daughter, and Shane McMahon. And they were kind of running things a different way, and then they kind of got used to that. And now the shakeup happened again where he's back in the reins, and now they're going back old school, and they're like, but this was yep. better. Yeah. I, I think it's just, you know, like, administ- well, I'm not going to call them an administration, but, like, how administrations yeah, no. change and differences mm-hmm. opinions and rule sets happen. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why we're having these... Uh, Drama is just because change. <laughs> yeah, no, good or bad it, doesn't it, matter. And the, and a lot of that is true because there were there was definitely talent uh, brought back with Triple H back at the helm because they got let go during Vince's reign. Triple H took over. Triple H actually brought some people back, and now those same people are like, "Oh shit, am I really going to get canned here soon?" Because already they're calling for potential layoffs. Although I think a lot of the layoffs are going to happen on the HR end because Endeavor saying, hey, we don't need your HR people. We could handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of their massive layoffs are going to happen in the WWE executive offices. Uh, not necessarily talent, but I'm sure talents are kind of, um, um, they're, they're not very optimistic any, at this point. It, uh, sorry, not to like go off too far, but like no. it's funny that you're saying that if there's layoffs, it's probably going to be like an executive layoff. Like right now, there's a lot of companies having executive layoffs. Like, uh, was it? I, I know I mentioned Disney having two seats open, um, in like their visual department, their art department, or you know, visual effects. But there was another company recently. I'm trying to remember who they were. It was another massive company that also just fired like four of their main executives. I'm like, what's I, going uh... on? I know, I know. We mostly talk about and focus like on on the media in, in parts of industry and stuff. But I think I even saw an article that even like the McDonald's of the world uh, laid off a shit ton of people. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's been some probably weird changes that happened in the world that <laughs> even I'm not. In, uh, it's not like of. small changes. Like these are executive changes. Yeah, these are like executive changes. Exactly, they're like high up the food chain type of. Uh, mm. You know, your services are no longer needed. <laughs> um, so, anyhow, um, I think, um, if memory serves me correct, I believe this was one of the companies I, well, not Endeavor, I didn't really know of Endeavor, but I, I alluded to, like, yeah, I could see a, a UFC type thing happening, and uh, it, it kind of really is one of the more perfect marriages. I, I think, you know, the Comcast company was another one, we, Kind of laugh a little bit at Disney, but I'm sure Disney, maybe they put in a bid. I don't know. I don't know. They I never feel like it doesn't really fit their brand. That's no, but they, the but they but they could have made it though. I think uh, they could have done it. Maybe I don't know. I think they could. I think they could have done it. I, I really do, especially the way WWE has changed. I think they could have done so, it. So um, let me. Do you have another thing to add? Because I was going to ask you another. No, question. I, well, I did. I, I guess to kind of put a bow on that little less. Uh, part was uh, I would be interested if it ever does get released to see like all the entities that did like put in a bid um, just for shits and giggles. That'd be kind of funny to see, to see who the lowest bidder was <laughs> or, or to see if they were even the highest bidder. 
Yeah. So because of UFC and now um, WWE under this Embracer group, which it's Embracer, right? Endeavor. Endeavor. I was about to say Embracer. They own another thing too. But Endeavor. I wonder if we're going to see a new streaming service come to be. Because obviously, you know, like like we just talked about, wrestling is or WWE is now on Peacock because mm-hmm. of contract and obligations with Comcast. But mm-hmm. I know the UFC had a UFC fight pass, which cost a lot of money every year. But mm-hmm. now that these two are having streaming things together, I wonder if they're going to combine to one network, like how the WWE network used to be before they canceled it. Yeah, which I, I guess they weren't getting the money they thought they were getting from it. Um, that'd be a pretty... I mean, WWE in its own right is a massive fucking library because you're talking about 40-plus years of fucking footage. Well, not only that, but they can name their, t- their network... The UFE, World Fighting Entertainment, or something like that. It'd be, it'd be like a mixture of both UFC and uh, WWE. I, I mean, I mean, they call it whatever they want, but that'd be like that'd be massive. That'd be that'd be pretty fucking humongous. Like to me, it makes the most sense because then AEW also recently partnered with a massive streaming organization as well. Uh, so the rumor or someone else. Yeah, so the rumor right now is that they're kind of working on a partnership with HBO Max to put, I guess, their entire library in HBO Max. Um, Don't know. Um, If they do, I'd renew my HBO Max subscription. (laughs) Um, But, um, excuse me, God, I'm getting so gassy with hiccups and and perps. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be cool. I, I think they, I think they ought to. They kind of, I don't want to say need to, but um, it would be smart for them too. Yeah, because I feel uh, like, I mean, like if we're talking about business here, yes, you know what makes more sense than having your own streaming service that so you can manage and get your own streaming money instead of having to pay the third net part of the network to host your stuff. Well, I mean, they already have a pretty healthy partnership. With Comcast? I think with, no, with HBO. Oh, you're or, talking about well, AEW, right? Yes, AEW, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, know the, I know the topic is WWE, but since you brought it up, but very quickly, like AEW has a very good partnership with Warner Brothers, hmm. which owns HBO Max. So I think, I think that's why um, they would go that route, because I think for resources, they wouldn't oh. have to be worth. Dude, imagine the resource because you know Warner Brothers is owned by Time Warner, the company that owns AT and T as well. Mm-hmm. Dude, imagine that reach where you're not only just with HBO Max, you're on just if they do the merger of Discovery Plus, you're on that too, which is two streaming services. But not only that, the notification reach that you have with mobile services as well with that would be insane. Exactly. So like, and 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 you wouldn't be exhausting any of your own resources within your own company that you're managing you're going to utilize their resources you're just they get feeding a lot of them co- <laughs> exactly and you're just feeding them content right yeah um so yeah it would it would be it would be really smart for them and you just whatever you do five year six year eight year whatever contract and once that's exhausted if you're still in business well now you have all those years of library that you could just now usher in your own and then you'd have to have your own resources, but by then they'll probably have more than what they need. Anyhow. And this would also be the perfect time, too, because, you know, with these layoffs, you know, with HR and potentially wrestler, wrestlers, I'm not saying AEW small by any means, but, you know, 
who doesn't need more human resource team added to them? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and actually, they have been. Um, I don't know them by name, but um, one mm. of the main um, HR directives in WWE was laid off, I don't know, within a year, year and a half ago. And AEW just signed him this week, just hired him. And uh, he was uh, pretty revered in WWE, actually, by their staff. So, like, when he left, there was a lot of tweeting going on saying, oh, I'm going to miss so-and-so, so-and-so. So the fact now that AEW has this guy that's really revered it is a huge, huge bonus for them. So you're probably going to see this migration happening then from WWE ex-members to oh. AEW. Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of been happening, but mostly with wrestling talent. Now you're starting seeing it with the talent behind the scenes that assist with making WWE the, the con- conglomerate that it is. Um, so anyhow, but back to the merger. Uh, it makes all the sense. I, I think, uh, you know, dare I say it's a no-brainer. But, uh, you know, you got UFC, the biggest mixed martial arts company in the world, and now you got the biggest wrestling them together, done. Now you just got the whatever the biggest uh, Samoan type of wrestling is. But to get them involved. To be honest, we should have seen this coming because they've it's yeah. pretty much been there in writing the whole time. Like you have obviously Brock Lesnar going back and forth between WWE, UFC. You have uh, what's her name, um, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. You also have CM Punk, which I, I know it's gonna sound funny. But I, I kind of do want to see more WWE wrestlers go to the UFC and just get absolutely pummeled like CM Punk has. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, see, well, I mean, but Brock Lesnar didn't. Like, he... Well, Brock Lesnar was an original fighter before he was... Like, his background well, is actual, real wrestling. Yeah, no, I, I know that. But but to, 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 to further that point, there's other wrestlers. They're not as big as Brock Lesnar, but they could be... Uh, uh, Featherweights, Walter, welterweights, or whatever the fuck they're called. There's other wrestlers that do professional wrestling that have MMA backgrounds. Yeah. Um, so it, it very well could happen, and uh, and there was already uh, things alluded to that. So I have this question. This is kind of different from uh, you know this merger thing. So I found out recently that Logan Paul's been in the WWE. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that guy being in there? I don't, I don't know how he made it as a wrestler. To me, that shocks me the most. But supposedly, people actually like him in WWE. So, first off, I don't give a fuck because I don't watch WWE, right? Uh, but... I just don't know how that guy got in there. Well, WWE has a history of... Especially come WrestleMania season, or, or any of their bigger pay-per-views like Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble... Um, they have a long history of getting celebrities on, or, or, um, what is he considered? I guess what they call social media, uh, influencer. Influencer, exactly. Influencers. Um, they've always had a history of that. But he's uh, not just like a cameo. I think he's an actual wrestler for them. No, no, yeah, he's wrestled. I think this last WrestleMania was maybe it was only like his third match. Um, but from my understanding, I haven't watched any single one of them. But even his first one, which I forgot who even wrestled, might have been The Miz, uh, supposedly he got glowing remarks. Like, like, like he, he, there's this whole thing, like, whenever celebrities do do things, because Bad Bunny's another one that's done it. 
um, with WWE, and he's going to do another one next pay-per-view. Um, I don't know the guy's music. Obviously, I know, heard of him, but, like, you know, I don't care. But anyways, they're doing, like, really good job. Like, they actually, um, well, obviously, they have to train, but they took it seriously. Like, there's some that would go and just, like, not really care. But, yeah, that facet. But Logan yeah. Paul, in my opinion, the reason, like, I don't care for the guy. I don't watch his content. Never, he's just not my thing. But one thing you cannot deny, even as a as a non fan, mm-hmm. he's really good at theatrics, and that's what WWE yeah. is is a hundred percent theatrics. And exactly. I think that's why he's so big in there is because that's all he does in his other stuff is theatrics. Exactly, and and, and I think that's why uh, he, he was a perfect um, part time marriage for them. Um, from my understanding, I think they even said unless he has extended it, but I think this last weekend was his uh, final um, contractual date mm. so um but yeah it sounded like they, that he got high remarks so it wouldn't be surprising if uh he sticks around or does more content for them um but going back to his merger kind of how you said like you wonder if there'll be more like cross promotion type things uh even though i don't watch the product but um i think if it's going to happen I, I i would like to see more wrestlers attempt the real fighting versus vice versa. <laughs> and, and and the only reason being is because like I feel like the UFC <clears throat> first people that try to go backwards similar to Ronda Rousey, they they're they're machines to some degree. They they lack not all of them, like McGregor has a ton of charisma. Like McGregor would probably one that translates very well. But a lot of them they're just very Objective focus where they need to fight. They, that's what their goal is, to fight and win. Yeah, they're machines, and they don't have, like, charisma. They don't have really personalities. And in WWE, just wrestling in general, even AEW, you, theatrics, right? You have to have it. it. It's a must. You could, I mean, there's very few wrestlers that have fantastic careers strictly based on just their talent in the ring and have no charisma. Well, it's very rare. Undertaker is the best example of no charisma, all just silence and just, um, how do you call it? Um, but that's a gimmick, a, right? Yeah, but um, I'm just saying, you can kind of get something like that. Obviously, not Undertaker they can, level, but they can, they can have like a solid protagonist. Yeah, well, well, that's also too why why a lot like over the years, some people would have managers, right? Because they're the mouthpiece for the wrestler, but you can't do that for everybody, right? Obviously. So 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 yeah so like. Um, I mean, I'm not one that watches UFCs. I, I think you uh, enjoy it a little bit more than I do. A lot probably more. Know, uh, or a lot of more than I do. So, like, you would probably know more names that could probably fit that mold, that do have charisma. But, like, oh, you know what? That person probably could do well there. That I'm sure there are more. Well, like, there's a lot of people that I would, like, obviously they got the big names, like John Jones, Anderson Silva, uh, Nate Diaz, because they're good trash talkers. And that's what you want to see in wrestling as drama. But there's a lot of people that come from other countries that don't really speak. They're just there to beat you up, get them a paycheck, and get out. And yeah. I feel like because the UFC is more diverse with being yeah. all around the world, and they're, you know, a lot of them come from, like, Russia, or, like, not Russia, but, like, the country surrounding and all that stuff, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they're just, that's their livelihood. They got to fight to win. Like, yeah. they're not they fighting, they're not surviving. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and that's, you know, kind of why, right? Like you said, like, you know, I didn't even think about that way, like not to be disrespectful, but yeah, if they don't speak English, I mean, it's kind of a hard sell. Like that's why Khabib was so like, you know, 
renowned for a while because, you know, he, he wasn't there to trash talk. He was just there to beat you and get out. That's why when he was fighting McGregor and, you know, take him down to the mat and, you know, it, like he it was it was objective. He's seen what real war is like and then all that bad stuff. So when he went to the UFC, it was just a beast in there. That's he was like versus, you know, a trash shocker versus an actual real fighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so now that this is a done deal, um, we'll 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 see where this goes. I, I think um, the only further story to this is still Vince McMahon. Uh, like I said, he he's he's back in the driver's seat. However, uh, as of this past Monday, uh, as they call them, the WWE Universe, um, they're not too happy. Uh, allegedly, tomorrow, I'm not going to watch it, but tomorrow's their SmackDown show. Um, allegedly, they want to do a fire Vince chant nonstop. Uh, we'll see if they do it. Uh, I, I, I want them to do it. I, I need to see Triple H's face through all this. I, so, I just switch so, him like doing the DX, like suck it to Vince McMahon. Yeah, I. Because I... Triple H seems like he's a little agitated by all this, too. He has to be. He has to be. He has to be. Like. Yeah, like everybody feels for him right now. They really like, do. Because now that Vince is back in the seat, what role does Triple H and, have besides and, scouting talent? Well, because he's the one that teaches these new wrestlers how to take bumps and all that stuff. Uh, no, what, before Vince came back, he was what it was this exact title called? Like Chief of uh, it. But wasn't Chief he also creative, trying... Chief of Creative Something? Probably like, but basically, but but basically, like all decisions, basically is what is what. Yeah, he, he's to. probably doing storyboard stuff, you know, for the yeah. main event stuff when Vince wasn't yeah. there. But I'm yeah. saying, like overall, when Vince was there, all he's really done is bring these new talents up to you know the current level, like teaching them how to take certain falls, how to take certain hits, how to make it look real, how to trash talk, and all that stuff. No, no, I'm sure once upon a time he's did that stuff, but no, not he probably hasn't done that <clears throat> stuff in years. He there's a lot of other people that do that. Like that's kind of considered grunt work, to be honest. Nowadays, and and, and that in uh, that world, uh, would you really say it's grunt work? Because if you have the talent, like no. obviously one of the biggest gimmicks that they so, had was D Generation X with. Hey man, uh, what's his name? Top, so, Tom Hardy. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and sound like a professional, like I fucking know it all, because I don't, right? But from my understanding, like when when they acquire new talents, whether it's from the indie scenes or whether it's from college scouting, right? Because they take a lot of sometimes college athletes too for tryouts. There's like, let's just talk about indies, for example. When to your point, like having talent, like yeah, they have the talent, they've obviously showcased it, but now you have to teach them. To, <laughs> well, no. Well, part of that too that that can be part of it. But no, there, there's a whole thing of when when you work in indies. Yeah, a lot of it nowadays is is recorded to be thrown on YouTube, and and some of them are live shows as well. But it's not made for TV, right? WWE, like you say, is theatrical. It's made for TV. So there's a whole teaching of you got to look this way for the hard cam. You need to, you know. Well, that's what do I'm saying. this, do this, do this. That's why. So I, that's what that's what they teach you. Triple H ain't really doing that, is what well, I'm saying. He he kind of has for a lot of things. Like, what was that big thing he made? Was it at NXT, Nexus, or whatever? Like, he taught them how to act to make them the bad guys. 
that was years ago. I'm saying like now. Like I said, once upon a time, he probably wasn't doing that. I'm saying, but now, in the now, and recently, he hasn't been doing that. That's I'm been... just saying he should because he was really good at it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no doubt, but, you know, it seems like right now it doesn't matter how, how good you're at, you're, you're good at it. If you're not in Vince's favor, it doesn't fucking matter. True. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, that's all I got to say about that topic. Um, I'm surprised, I'll say this, I guess, for another closing remark. I'm surprised it happened this fast. I thought it would uh, drag down a little bit longer. What they need to do is put in the contract that Vince has to get rid of that mustache. <laughs> that mustache is something else. He looks like he came straight from Havana. <laughs> Dude. His name is Vicente, not Vincent. <laughs> hey, McMahon. It's Vicente McMahon. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's all I got. No, it'd just be interesting to see. I would love to... S- I really would like to see a weird collaboration like Dana White coming out and taking out some of these like high execs in like a weird fight. Because Dana White can fight too, and I'd love to see him be as straight as he is in UFC and just try to like be a little entertaining in the WWE and, and end up like botching and actually hitting a guy for real. <laughs> um, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, that's for damn sure. Um, but right now, it seems like he might want to focus a little bit more on his little uh, slap fest. Uh, oh, dude, I hope that thing fails, man. I don't know how the slap thing became so popular because, like, in UFC, you can block shots. Like, headshots are the most, you know, damaging things of all time. So these guys are taking straight full-force shots to the face, having huge, like, contusions on their faces or, like, uh, what was it called? I forgot what the medical term is, but, like... It, it doesn't seem like healthy at all. Like their careers are going to no, be like extremely short lived, like a year at best. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you ever watched any of these shows, and and they're bad. Well, not only that, but like they're taking yeah. advantage of fucking poor people. Yeah. But they're doing. It's all they're doing, and 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 I don't disparage them because they're doing what they're doing to make a living for themselves, but. Realistically, that's all Dana White is doing is fucking take advantage of poor ass people. Yeah, like I seen a lot of these slap fight stuff just because of out of curiosity. But when I see them, like as much as I love fighting, fighting has defense. You can it's de- not... you can defend yourself. Yeah, it's, it's slapping. Not there's no defending. Fighting. It, 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 is it a competition? Yes. Yeah, is it's, it fighting. It, it, no, it's a competition of endurance. That's all it is. I wouldn't even say endurance is the right word to use. Like endurance is the best thing to do. How many hits can you take before you pass out? Yeah. But... <laughs> i don't think that's endurance so like like to your point like like how, how how i mean they did show like how they trained to take hits but like they're hitting them with uh, um like a fucking pillow right like you know it's like no motherfucker like that's i mean i don't know i don't Dude, know some of these slap fights that go like 20 rounds like you'll see just the mass welts on their face dislocated jaws concussions yeah, I, i've never watched eardrums any... I've never watched any of those that went that long, but I guess if to dare I say defend this Dana Wise version, I think they only don't they have a max amount of rounds? I think it's like is it three or five? I mean maybe now, but, but, there, but there's but, been but, some but fights. They, but then they go some... to a they go to a decision. Maybe now they do. I like I said I haven't yeah. watched it except for like clips, but dude, yeah. some of those fights have yeah. went on way too long to the point where it's no, like, dude, you gotta call that match now or that guy's gone. 
Yeah, no, this one, the, the there is a maximum of rounds, and then it goes through, you know, a judge's decision, right? I don't know how how you wait, but, uh, like, I know they do have, like, faults or whatever, right? Like if Yeah, you, like, if you clinch, or if you turn your head a certain way, or if you get, like, a certain shot to the ear, because those are technically illegal. Correct. So, like, you know, that's a minus point for you if you go the max amount of rounds or something like that. Um, so they do have a system, but... To me, yeah, it just seems point, like the worst to... brutality way to even show any of those stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I no, like no, violence, yeah. it's just not that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, a lot of people agree with what you say. Um, and um, I, I, like I said, I watched a couple episodes, because usually, not, not, to, not to flex physically or, 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 or uh, to gloat here, but like usually my, when I'm working out, I do it like during wrestling slash at the end of wrestling. And that's what would came on afterwards. So that's how I was kind of watching it, just by still doing my routine. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. like it's interesting, but it's definitely not my cup of tea either. It's just like, man, these poor guys. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm like, because I'm watching like they're all just fucking poor as shit, and they're just doing it to make thirty grand or whatever. Like well, not only that, but just like the damage just to your body, just straight headshots, yeah. like. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of, like, there's an actual place on your body that you can take consistent hits without being severely damaged. Like, your arm, dislocated joints, teared muscles. You definitely can't take any body shots because, like, you hit certain spots and, like, your liver, kidney, whatever, spleen, you're done. That's why in UFC, if you see, or even boxing, certain shots to the side, you're like, oh, that guy's gone. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this, as much as people may like it, I feel like this one needs to be retired because it's just, it's too extreme for very little payout. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, you know, evidently since it got this far, they made it legal in Vegas, which is where you know, they get everything legalized initially. But uh, I really think there is a, a little, uh, not a little, there's a, a lot of backlash over it, especially when you talk about the, like the CT um, people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've already, you know, obviously came out against it. Um, yeah, we'll see. But anyways, um. Anything else you would like to add for today's podcast? Nope, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, obviously, we could always randomly chat about whatever, but I think topic-wise, we've covered our basics, <laughs> covered the story. All right. Well, on that note, um, I am the at Real Shiesty. I'm here with my good friend at Joshua. This was episode 31 of the Automata Podcast. Please feel free to leave us comments suggestions and your opinions on basically everything that we talked about today whose side were you on were you on my side or josh's side and if you were on neither side please tell us more because all sides matter and uh once again thank you as always we will be back next week and